still trying to get through it. But you know, we're, I'm gonna we're podcast tough, so I'm gonna power through. Podcast tough. Yeah. You sound like you're in a tunnel in the center of the earth. With yeah, there's there's a lot of echo. Yeah, it's an empty room. The room. It's the empty room. So. <laughs> yeah, I went to text you last night. So how did everything go with the move? Went fine overall. Um, we uh, moved in officially last Saturday, and you know we were able we were able to finish the move in like six hours total. Um, pretty much. Oh, good thing we in. canceled the trip. What trip? Nothing. Fuck. Tell me. I need to know. I don't remember when we were, you guys were originally supposed to come. I think it was like last week. To Dallas. Right. Was it supposed to be last week? Yeah. yeah but then you were like, you hey, I'm did... moving. I'm not going to have time. Like, I got to. Oh, yeah. Gotta oh, yeah. I, I guess not. Yeah. So, if you, you know, we've gotten pretty much everything we need in here. And now it's just like thing, shit that we want, like for just hang shit up and stuff. So, but yeah, I've been pretty much settled in. I uh, finished up the walkthrough with the, the bucket place yesterday. So we're officially out of Pawtucket. It'll never Short step lived. foot on that land ever again. <laughs> one, one quick year with uh, one, one quick uh, pandemic year with Pawtucket and um, back where I need to be in the Island. Ooh. Back in the land by the sea. Yes. Best place Ooh. in Rhode Island. Ooh. There is a really bad echo. You're right. It's I, I didn't really it, pick up what's, on what's it. What's your audio settings? Is it set to the right things? Yeah, no. It's just because he's in an empty room. Dude. There's literally nothing in here except a shelf. So, um, yeah, it's gonna. We're, we're getting a futon soon and a couple other things in here, so that'll help a little bit. But I mean, it's a decent size room for the guest room, so I think it's just going to be kind of echoey, no matter what. Man, so we get over Jared and using his fucking AirPods, and now we're dealing with the echo chamber. Yep. Well, I think we'll survive. It's better than nothing. I'm I'm impressed that Jared actually got a microphone. I'll say that. Only took what two weeks? Yeah, it was fine. Ooh, it's That's cool looking. It. It's cool looking too. It's a little, little, little nug. I called it the bean. It's got this <laughs> little uh, this little like thing. Hey, it helps when you it helps when you shape. don't like spin it around and shout like we can't really hear you when you do that. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> what is the point said, of that thing in front of the actual microphone? No idea. No <laughs> stop, idea at all. <laughs> to stop COVID from <laughs> from <laughs> penetrating the mic. It's to, it's yeah. to prevent the spread. So we making this a uh, draft pod? I mean, I was kind of hoping we would. Did the ex- uh, exciting first 20 minutes of the second round for the Pats and Broncos. Yeah, I'll say. Um, Did you see who the Pats tick, pick tie? No, nah, who was it? Christian Barrymore. Uh, yeah, another Bama guy. Defensive tackle. He's good. He, he was a projected first round pick who fell. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Be Bama North is what they're going to start calling the Pats. It's that Nick Saban connection. Yeah. Um. Dude, so what do you think? Is like Aaron Rodgers, is he staying in Green Bay now or what? That was fucking what wild. The, what, what, a, is what a roller coaster of emotions for Jared. <laughs> I don't think anyone actually knows what the hell's going on with that thing. It's so it's so weird. But yeah, that was, that was quite a quite quite a ride to see Jared go from we're getting Aaron Rodgers. We're getting Justin Fields. We got Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Dude, was, I, I was, I had like a, a bad night. Like I was literally woke up still sad. <sighs> yeah. 
That makes me sad feeling that you're it's sad just about like, that. I don't want football to make you sad. It made me very sad. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like it's similar to the Deshaun Watson situation where Sean Watson was kind of just pre all the rape allegations was just saying like, Hey, I'm not coming back. The Texans are saying, all right, well, we're not trading you in a game of chicken. Yeah. But now that he's off the table because he kept whipping his dick out when he was getting a massage, we decided to go to Aaron Rodgers, hey. and now exact same situation. Hey, we're not going to dick shame here. Come on. I mean, who hasn't? If I had that elephant <laughs> trunk, I'd be whipping it out too. <laughs> Fucking fire hose. So, I mean, I'm not optimistic we're going to end up trading for Aaron Rodgers at all. I think it's going to be the – Drew Locke experiment, and if it's an epic crash and burn failure, Teddy Bridgewater comes in and game manages our way to hopefully a playoff appearance. It's pretty disappointing considering Man, we have so much talent. Man, what an exciting but... season to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, you, you, like you guys six... may be in the same situation, if not worse. Oh, exactly, of course. But I, I've completely accepted that at this point. I mean, Bill, Bill better, already yeah, said you... it's Cam's team. Yeah. yeah, that 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 is the ultimate coach speak, though. Right. I mean, yeah. of course it's hit. I mean, for the Bears, well, like he's not going to want to. He's not going to want to be the backup. Like, despite how bad no. he played last year, like he's still got the mentality of like, hey man, I'm a starting quarterback. So, I think that's why he came back. It was one of the few chances he could go back for like, even though he took a discount to be like, all right, I have a, a high likelihood of starting, even if it's for less money. Right. Yeah. How about so Andy Dalton though? How how shitty must he feel? <laughs> Fuck Andy Dolan, dude. I, I Andy Dolan, I, I have no sympathy for. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. He played. He played not well. He played decent last year with the Cowboys when he was on, was That's in the there. Thing. I think he was he's hurt. never. Yeah, I, I agree, Tyler. He's never been bad. I, I was gonna say he's never been a bad quarterback ever. No, he's just been on shitty teams. But I, I'm not saying that he he is like you know being held back. I mean, I think he is what he is, but I'm sure he went into like, all right, maybe I can kind of regenerate my career. I played well for the Cowboys. And then sure enough, Justin Fields comes in and there's no way Justin well, Fields there's no, isn't starting. Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantees though, right? I mean, who knows what, well, like I, no. it's such a fucking crap shoot. I feel like with quarterbacks, even if you're drafting yeah. them in, you know, the, the first 10 picks, it's like, you never yeah. fucking know how they're going to translate. But I mean, it's it's hard to imagine trading up for a player, a quarterback, and then not starting him at so. I mean, obviously, yeah. if he if he sucks, it'll, it'll be one like, of those like midseason things. They'll start Dalton when Dalton starts to lose games, maybe. then they'll throw him in there. It could be that. It also could be like Justin Fields just brings more to the table. Yeah, and they're like, what's the point of keeping him here? I mean, um, the 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 Bears. Um, front office is fighting for their job right now. Yeah. So, I mean, if they keep they may him say, sitting, let's plant a little seed, show a glimmer of hope so they keep us around another year. Absolutely. As opposed to go seven and nine with Andy Dalton or whatever <laughs> right. the new records are this year. It'd be seven and 10. <laughs> yeah. But I, I read reports today that Panthers also considered Justin Fields, both Panthers and Broncos yeah. did, and both teams decided to pass on him. So there's yeah. certainly question marks on the guy. I mean, I mean, there has to be a reason why all these draft experts, I use air quotes, but like they are, all they do is just eat, sleep and breathe NFL draft where a lot yeah. of them were saying that he was in a fall. And of course, everybody, every fan's like, what are you talking about? We watched him in the playoffs. He looked great. And everyone's basing it off of like how he destroyed Clemson single-handedly. Yeah. Among other With things. With a broken back. With <laughs> a broken back. He's tough, tough bastard, but um. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for him. He's uh, yeah, he's uh, I wanted him so bad. 
He's my QB one guy. That show. Yeah. Oh, he was on QB one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. Because he started out at Georgia. He was there right. for one year, then transferred okay. to Ohio State. So he had kind of a rocky start, to say the least. But and did he take um, who's the fu- Joe Burrow's job at Ohio State? And Joe, that's why Joe, Joe Burrow transferred. I, well, I don't yeah, think so. I, I, no, I don't. I don't I think. I think Burrow left before Fields came in, or they, maybe they left in the same year. I don't think they were on the team together, were they? No, I don't think they had overlap. No, I, yeah, because like Fields was there for two years, I want to say, and Burrow was with LSU for two as well, two yeah. or three, and he, he only started for two, so probably only two years. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think there was any overlap. But Well, now that we've sufficiently bored everyone out of uh, listening and everyone's oh, tuned exci- out. <laughs> exciting days of the year. Oh, it's my incredible. God. I was, uh, I was laughing because Erica and I were out last night, and – you know, obviously, I got you know my phone's down. I'm not looking at it. All of a sudden, I pick it up, and then I'm like, 45 like, texts. Yeah, what the? As this fuck? Say, probably a hundred text messages. <laughs> as as Jared and I were conversing, I, I in the back of my mind, I was like, I can see Tyler opening up the podcast with just reading Jared and I's conversation. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Just was like, it's only Jared and I talking right now. Right. I, yeah, I just like can't. I don't like. I um, Shefty put out a tweet. Of like, hey, here are the notable guys um, that are still like on the board for yeah. uh, the second day of the draft, and I didn't. I've never seen one name. I don't recognize one name. Like normally, well, I'll still do. recognize at least some names that are yeah. like in the in the second you know day of the draft. But I mean, I was there. There wasn't a lot of college football last year. I feel like a lot of these guys are going off not a lot of tape or had shortened seasons or canceled seasons or opt out. So I'm with you. I knew maybe like one or two guys going into today. Yeah. And if you you look at the, if you think of the opt outs, like if you look at the first 32 picks, like the first round, there were like 10 players that opted out. We didn't even play football last year. So that's why we didn't hear of them. We haven't heard their name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe not 10, but like at least like six or seven. Um, and when you think about it, like someone like Jamar Chase, that probably helped him because yeah. he ended. He won the he won the the top wide receiver award when they won the With national Joe title. Burrow throwing him the football, right? Of course, there was going to be a drop off if he played another year. I don't think he still would have been a first round pick, but like he ended at, on as high of a note as you possibly could, and then just didn't yeah. play. So that's he was number one on almost every big board for wide receivers. Yeah, uh, how crazy is it looking at those Alabama wide receivers too? four top 10 picks over two years. It's like you could have taken Tyler at quarterback and he could have (laughs) fucking led the national championship with that old line running game and four top 10 picks at receiver, which is exactly why everyone was so like, couldn't accept Mac Jones being the third overall pick. Right. I think they, I think they got scared off by Tua. Not, not the 49ers fans. Like Tua was talked about as the top 10 pick three years coming. Right. But and I mean, then he yeah, actually gets Al- drafted and he's like, eh. Name one Alabama quarterback that's significant since like Joe Namath. <laughs> like literally, yeah. there's literally nobody. Yeah. So right. any of those programs, Deshaun Watson's maybe the exception. The guys who are surrounded by five-star recruits at every position and just game managed, they're usually not the guys who turn into good pros. Generally not. Wow. All right. To be but, continued. But, but, I was say, but, but before Ty just leaves <laughs> – this yeah. just hangs like, up the Zoom meeting. Uh, we can go all day. God. Um, hey, I breaking breaking news. 
unearthed a a video of Mo and I token up that I thought you guys would appreciate. So I I don't think it's going to be any mystery who's who in this video. (laughs) Man, you know what I love about smoking weed? What? What is it? When I get like really fucking high and I just get that like uh, overwhelming feeling of just like existential dread and doom and panic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, no, what? What? Yeah, come on. Or just like, uh, or like when you're, when you're kind of blazed up with your boys and you're kind of just like all, you're all sitting there and you're all just projectile vomiting and, and profusely sweating. <laughs> Cause like the anxiety is just so intense. It sounds like you're having panic attacks. I don't think you should be smoked. Does that happen every single time? Yes. It, yes. It happens every single time. Are, are you, are you like, is this your first time? Oh wait, is this your first time smoking weed? Have you, I think, are you new to no, this? I, I think something's wrong with no, you. No, 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 no. You've never blazed before. You've never, that's what it is. You've never blazed before, dude. What the f- that other than the vomiting that is not an exaggeration of my thoughts on smoking weed at all uh something's wrong existential dread is a perfect way to describe it like dude you need to stop smoking (laughs) wait have you never smoked before um hey i didn't i didn't watch it um i should have i didn't Anybody watch uh, Gramps uh, State of the Union? I saw no. a highlight. I saw some highlights, but that's that's about yeah, it. Yeah, same here. I saw the Crystal and Saga review or Crystal just, and Emily review oh, the yeah. next day. I agree with you guys. Um, I forgot who said it, but I can't even watch it like, when it's not the real Crystal Saga. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really not, either. No, it, it doesn't doesn't do it. It's for just me. not the same. It doesn't doesn't hit the same. Doesn't hit the same. Sagar's no. living the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. He was in Utah like a week ago. He's in Miami right I'm now. Sure, I'm sure he does pretty well. I mean, I would imagine. Yeah, I guess could, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea. Like he's I, he's kind of just a YouTuber. Like he's he's young. He's younger than us, I think. Right, like 25, 24. He's like 28. No, he's not. No, he's 24. like 28, dude. 28, okay. 29. I assumed he was younger than that. Um, he's also. Yeah, I, hope, the, I hope he's doing well. Well, he's living in the D.C. area. Just based on the area, I would imagine he's getting paid. It's kind of inflated. Yeah, you're right. And he, and he did have jobs before. I forget that. He was like a White House correspondent and all yeah. that yeah. stuff. I think he does yeah. pretty well overall. I wonder what the Hill's paying. That's a million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that, you know, an independent outlook like that, they would, I mean, they get a lot of views. Like, yeah, each like video of theirs is like, usually around a hundred thousand views that's legit yeah um but anyway uh i i didn't watch it you know i i'm sure he probably did well um but the state-run media gave us a, a good breakdown of what what uh gramps <laughs> what gramps did and how how he performed his use of voice modulation was rather extraordinary given the television era and it served as cover at times for unspooling an ambition in this speech that was rooseveltian in size and scope it's really beautiful I mean, pause it pause it um he's developing <laughs> rooseveltian <laughs> Who wrote that? They opened it up with the modulation of his voice was exquisite. <laughs> who wrote that? Was, that was, I don't. I don't know who wrote it, but that was Brian Williams talking yeah. about Brian it. Brian Williams, you're a cuck. Hey, they get did, much did, more did critical. He, did he say he was there and then actually wasn't there? 
Did you start with that? Yeah. I was in the room next to Biden. I, I was right. Feel the energy. I was closer than Kamala was. <laughs> Being a kind of positive populism. He also talked about the soul of America, and that was so passionate when he talked about uh, the injustice, uh, the knee of injustice on, is on the neck of black America. His connections to the people in this room, I, I'm not even sure if all of them are deserving of them, but he does not care. He gives to them the benefit of the doubt. And his voice, that kind of grandfatherly, whispery voice, and the fact that it actually wasn't a big raucous crowd, let that embassy really land. Every single sentence had a very clear point to it, it and every line of it had that Biden humility in it. He's really trying to bring the country together. It was a make America feel good night. So that literally <laughs> is state sponsored media. <laughs> I mean, that was very, very incredible. incredible. It, it's, it's like we, like I was gonna, I was watching it, and I was like, you know, what, what, what would be my take on, on that? Like, it's, it's fine. Like, you don't, I'm not looking for people to criticize just to criticize, but like that's uncomfortable. Like yeah. they are literally fawning over him. Like that shouldn't be the role of any media institution ever. No, that shouldn't be the role of his aides that work right. for him. They shouldn't even fawn for him that much. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. And I, I'm not sure if you guys caught this on Twitter, but a part of the speech, he said, you know, he's kind of going through like, hey, you know, highlighting, you know, it's it's almost, you know, his, it was almost his hundred day mark. Um, and talking about some of the things that, you know, we've been through the worst pandemic in the century, um, you know, the worst recession or depression or whatever in how many years. And then he said, and the worst attack on democracy you were going there since the Civil War. Hmm. Let's think about that. What? Let's think uh, about that for a second. The Capitol riot. <laughs> He wasn't even president yet. That's irrelevant to my point. Yeah, yeah that, that's not even why. It's just, let's just think about Civil War to now. <laughs> what other a things have happened? things have happened. Just a few. I mean, I don't know. We were attacked on our home soil twice. Like, literally attacked by, like, yeah, actual very, foreign very enemies. True. Thousands and thousands of people. Kill. The fucking Cold War nukes in Cuba pointed at us from a hundred miles away, <laughs> or, um, or the president's head being blown to pieces. Very, very true. I mean, very true. Like, uh, I, I, I think Biden has actually done a really good job. You know, just kind of staying out of it for the most part. Except, yeah, that's, I'd we've, agree with that statement. We we pointed out, um, but holy shit, man, it's just like. That that's just the whole, you know, trying to. I don't think that helps the division in our country whatsoever when we try to frame things in this hyperbole. Like, give no, me a fucking it, break. It, the worst thing that happened in that riot was like, a, literally, one of the protesters got killed. That was the worst thing that happened. Yeah. Right. And who gives a shit about the protester? They're, they're not trying to actually bring us together, though. They they benefit from division just as much as any. You know, other Fox News or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah. But it, it, it's funny though. Cause like every now and then, cause obviously we, we do rail on the Biden administration and like the liberal media for the most part when we're on here. And like, there's times when like, after we record, I think about like what we discussed and then I'm like, like, are we like kind of like just looking for things and like kind of being anal about it? And then you hear stuff like this and like, yeah. it reminds you no, like, I, no, yeah. I don't think we are. I, I don't think, think we are totally fair. I think, like yeah, I, said, I think he's done, um, you know, a damn good job. And I think, you know, everyone around him has done a good job at kind of just keeping him, you know, out of the spotlight and he's not trying to polarize every single thing like his predecessor did. But, um, like, you know, you got to call, call things out and we, call, and, you know, when they come up, like, you know, we call oh, him totally. out on the whole Jim Crow on steroids shit. I mean, that, that deserved yeah. being called out. Like that was fucking insane. And this is in the same yeah. vein, right? It's like, dude, oh, it's absolutely the same vein. Like I would have to like sit down, like, are you, if you someone sat down and asked him that, right, and said, like, Joe, you said this was the worst attack on democracy in what? How many how many years has it been since the Civil War? Well, was it well Jim, Jim Crow was 50s and 60s, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying about Civil this War comment was about 1860, 1865. So, right. like so we're, we're going to be around, yeah. uh, you know, coming up on 200 years. years. Yeah, pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, dude. Or you bring up this example, that example, this example, and then it's like, do you do you actually believe what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, the answer, of course, yeah. is no. I mean, he obviously no, no they don't has believe those speeches right. written for him. But um, it makes me think, like, if you can like pick people out of like the generations that lived through some of these events, you think like, oh, I was there in in Pearl Harbor. I watched those planes fly in. I watched the USS Arizona. 9-11. I saw people yeah. jumping from the 9-11, building. 9-11, dude. I was I mean, there in Dallas when our president's head was fucking blown off. And then you have some liberal loser. Like I was watching the TV when all those <laughs> yeah. people were outside. Which I mean, look, Capital. like we were, we, we, I mean, we remember it, obviously. I mean, we came on here and we did a special podcast about it just because it was so unprecedented. It was so wild. But it, it, it at was the end a of the day, deal. Yeah, sure. Exactly. At the end of the day, though, like we said, it was just a bunch of fucking buffoons. And uh, the real problem was the security failure, not these imbeciles who just took complete advantage of the situation. No, fucking stormed the Capitol. I mean, they're getting punished as hard as anybody in this country. I mean, even fucking Elizabeth Warren was saying it's wrong for these people who have been you know, uh, held without bail. They've been in jail since the fucking insurrection, you know, and still in jail. Some people are. Yeah. Jesus. And, you know, you have people that, you know, last summer have participated in riots that have been far more, you know, consequential and damaging. If we want to talk about dollar figures, uh, and they get bailed out right away. In fact, they get fucking funded by people. ACLU. And the ACLU, right. So, you know, um, but the uh, the one thing that I didn't like about his speech in was like, obviously, they said all the right things. And it just irked me that like he would say something about, OK, and we're going to fight for fifteen dollars for all in pro union and lowering yeah. um, drug bill, drug costs and expanding Medicare and each thing he would say you'd actually see the facial expression of Kamala and Nancy go like, yes, we are. And they're all lying. They're not doing any of those things. They know so, they not, know the reality they're in. They ain't yeah, doing but that like, shit. It, it was, it was almost just like, 
like shocking to see how much theater was behind it. It wasn't just a, Hey, we're going to do all these things and pull a golf clap. It was, we're going to do these things in Kamala, like was bringing herself to tears in the background. And she, she knows anybody who's done any research knows that they're lying about 80% of what they say they're going to do. They could do it and they're deciding not to. So like that just like totally irked me because so many people are going to see that and believe, oh, they're really going to expand Medicare and really going to lower drug costs. Like they're deciding not to do all those things. Like people describe like the scene as like, you know, it was like Berlin in the 1930s minus the Nazi stuff. Everyone just going like, (sighs) (laughs) people. And for he, everything he said, standing ovation. Right. right. And it's like, shame on you, Burry. You know more than anybody that he's full of shit and you're standing up for every little thing. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty typical of those things. That everybody fucking stands up. And- uh, yeah. Which is exactly why, you guys? like, like, no. Can can you hear us? I think my AirPods meant to die. No. Disconnected. God. Right. Keep talking. Sorry, my AirPods. Jesus connected. Christ. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, th- th- those are obviously not. I mean, that, it, that that's literally like a softball like across the plate for any president. I mean, well, even Trump sounded like a yeah. That that was the things. first time Trump sounded educated was <laughs> yeah, when he did right. that speech because right. it was all written. Hannity yeah. was fucking like getting the tissues and the and the lotion every time he like said anything. So I mean, it's it goes the same. It goes well, both ways. I'm glad you brought that up too, Mo, because it's like the the thing I brought up. Right? Does that have any real consequence, or does that actually matter? No. The things you brought up, which nobody talks about, right, are the things that actually matter, the things that actually have consequence. And where's the discussed? Where's the 60 minutes Barbara Walters and um, Christopher Wallace interviews holding Biden's feet to the fire with confrontational questions like there was once every other month with Trump? They were literally calling Trump incompetent and making him talk about the fucking test he took of like car flying <laughs> whatever <laughs> and, and like I totally forget about that where's that same level of integrity in saying okay tr- they Person, said word for- woman camera <laughs> yeah TV. word for word their, their question to trump Biden was, you can't, can't do it i challenge him he can't do it he won't do it I, I, do you I remember the <laughs> you guys no, suck. no i'm just thinking like i remember when the guy was like when trump was describing how he took that test and he kept repeating himself and the doctor was like whoa c- can you say it again he's like person woman <laughs> tv and he just and trump's like patting himself on the back while describing how awesome he did at the test <laughs> but anyway jared sorry no but like do you, do you remember the segment where um barbara walters was like you said you were going to have a healthcare plan yeah. when you were running for president and you never did. Where's this healthcare plan? Where is yeah. it? And like holding his feet to the fire, making him uncomfortable. They would never do that to Biden. We'll see. I uh, say, Biden, agree where's, with your, you. where's your public option? Where, where's your healthcare improvements? That's not just billions of taxpayer dollars going to health insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Now I think he's done like to give him some credit. Like I think we would all probably support like the, family plan he wants he's rolling out and you know the jobs plan like I, I think i'm just skeptic any of it actually ever ha- passes but i would say that's not his fault right i mean i think we, it is okay i think it why? is why e- e- even if you don't have the numbers in 
Congress to pass it through, you know, a regular bill. Like what made Lyndon B. Johnson, I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson, so effective as a president was he was like the ultimate deal maker. And I've heard Sagar talk about another podcast. It's like he literally went congressperson by congressperson face to face until he got enough votes passed to pass the bills that he needed to and didn't take no for an answer and like was an actual negotiator. Like these guys don't even try anymore. Obama didn't try. Trump didn't try. Biden's not trying for really negotiating any type of bipartisan bill. I mean, do you really think, though, that any of those like Republican talking heads, do you think really think Senator Cruz is going to sit down and have a conversation with Biden and say, you know what? You're right, Joe. Let's do this. No, that, that's that's not how it's going to go. It's going to say, all right, Cruz, what do I need to do for you to get you to vote for this bill? Right. And I just don't think they'll act in good faith. I don't think they'll say something that Biden could ever do or would ever do. You know, I think that, that like they like we we know it, right? The the culture war is the is the biggest um, form of opposition both sides have to each other. Self self constructed, of course, exactly a hundred percent self constructed crisis. Right. But it's like, hey, we're no longer trying to do the right thing for the American people. It's how do I make Democrats look bad? How do I make Republicans yeah, look bad? Right. That's pretty much well, the game. And, and I guess so say you make those efforts like, you know, a real deal maker and you don't get what you need. Then I fully go on the like aggressive all over the media. And I say constituents of Texas, constituents of Kentucky. This is what I am trying to do for you, for you and for your families, right? Yeah. To bring you up and support you. If this isn't what you, or if, if you support this, these are the people you need to hold accountable. Like literally call them out name for name and have them be real, real, real repercussions. And Which is right out of the crystal don't, ball don't playbook. Do yeah, right? Yeah. So I mean, whenever... I, 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 he's giving it the good college try is, is what he's giving. Yeah, he's given it that I'm 78 years old and president and don't really care what the outcome is. Try. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, do I actually think he's involved in these intricate discussions about policy? No, but he's the president. So, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. I thought he's done some some pretty good things so far. Um, but, he's been better than expected. I would agree with yeah. you there. Yeah. He, he, and my bar was pretty the, low. He's in the cryo tube in between these meetings while all of his cronies are doing all the work and they, they, they take him out whenever they have to put they, they wake the him up, juice him up for a few hours. Hey, hey, wake up, Mr. President. Come on. Wake well, up. The administration is doing everything they can to uh, butter up their friends in the media. I'll say this. Celebration this weekend, and thanks again for joining us. Um, great. Well, thank you, everyone. As I promised yesterday, I promised snacks. Um, I did not bring them in here, but my mother-in-law made homemade chocolate chip cookies for you guys. So um, there's one for each of you in here. We will do it in a COVID-safe way. Um, but thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend. And you know what that COVID safe way was? They you're, just we are all <laughs> fully vaccinated. And handed out cookies <laughs> like anybody else yeah. would any other time. But it, she labeled it as COVID safe, so we're good. Because she just had to say it. I oh, mean, did, did like, you notice in the so draft last night when they were showing draft parties? If it was a family that didn't have masks on, they were putting a little emblem in the corner of the screen that said COVID vaccinated. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I saw multiple different draft parties of draft picks that said COVID vaccinated on the screen. 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice because okay. they, they didn't want the blowback of showing people having draft parties. Oh, God forbid. God fucking forbid. Jesus yeah, Christ. that 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 was pretty wild. Ties having. I mean that that that's not the relationship that the voice of the White House is supposed to have with the media that that she briefs every single day. That is no. And you know, it's funny ridiculous. is someone uh, like quote tweeted that. Because I think I don't think it's unique to this administration. Like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think did yeah, something no. similar with pies. She did, but the Washington freaked po- the they, fuck out. They, yeah, exactly. The Washington Post had an article out immediately, <laughs> calling out how wrong it was and how you know. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they they threw like some some racist undertones and like su- white supremacist sh- like I, it was something along those lines. Shocked, they they, they were trying to expand on like what pie actually means. Instead, and and, and then this, uh, yeah, this that, that's, that's the thing, cookie. right? It's like, look, Jen Psaki is doing her job. She annoys the shit out of us, but so does every press secretary. Like, that's their fucking role. But it's up to these journalists to set a different standard. And they're just like, oh, like, <laughs> thank you. Like, God, yeah, their the, reaction was the worst part of that video. Back. Right. Civility is back. Like, respect is back back oh it just makes you want to vomit yeah that was so cringe that was utterly ridiculous um so i thought this was i thought this was incredible this was awesome and it kind of fits the theme of our entire podcast so um i don't know if this is a yearly award show or whether this is new in 2021 but there is actually which kind of not gonna lie kind of pissed off we didn't get any uh, you know, notice about it that we didn't get any shout outs, but there's a free, there's the free expression awards. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was kind of surprised to hear the winner of said award, but um, for, for 2021, um, let's see who got the title for, for free, ex- like the number one free expression platform. So excited to be here tonight to present Susan Wojcicki with the Free Expression Award. As the CEO of YouTube, Susan is facing some of the most critical issues around free expression today. Can someone just give me one guess who the presenting sponsor of the Free Expression Awards in 2021 is? Me, me. YouTube. Correct. YouTube. In the corner of this video, it says presented by signature sponsor, YouTube. (laughs) Listen to, I mean, this was fucking batshit crazy. It goes and just, she just confirms everything that we've said is wrong about what happens when, you know, big tech and social media companies try to censor. Listen to this. This is how she's responding to getting the free expression award the award sponsored by youtube certainly gotten bigger and we call this whole work the responsibility work and we actually talk about the four r's of responsibility it involves literally thousands of people and a large amount of work across the entire company but uh but uh if i sum it into these four different r's the first one would be remove which is that we're always updating our policies and when content is violative of, of any of the policies, uh, unfortunately, we need to remove it. And uh, so we removed 9 million videos. Very free them. Um, and <laughs> almost all of them, over 90%, we res- removed with machines, which is... 
Okay, so did we just catch what she just said right there? So the most important part of freedom of expression is is removing things based on an algorithm. (laughs) R's for remove. I mean, I heard that. You can't make this stuff up. I had to rewind this. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did I just fucking hear that? The first R, they have four R's. The first R in their responsibility matrix is remove. So she says that, which is bad enough. Then she brags about the number of videos they removed in one quarter, which is nine million. And then goes on to say the good part about that is, is that it was done by machines. I I know you guys aren't as big YouTube people as I am. Like, you know what things can be demonetized for on YouTube? Like what the guidelines are. So it's not just misinformation. It's literally like if you swear demonetized, if you say anything that an algorithm flags as offensive, and oftentimes it's nothing remotely offensive, demonetized. If you have any music or copywritten content playing at any time, demonetized. So like that was one of the main reasons Rogan went to Spotify. It was because his videos kept getting demonetized on YouTube. Yeah, thank God he went to Spotify. <laughs> so Good, great, really... for, great for him. Yeah, not for us. Oh, you're really devastated. 22 episodes are taken off that you were never going to listen to. <laughs> Those are my favorite fucking 22 episodes. Those are the only two, 22 episodes I listened to. What's he on? Like 1,600 episodes? I think we could find a few more to listen to. Look, look at this, Adam. Look at how quick he flips the script. And right, he could be in marketing for Spotify. Yeah. He, he's, in, he's in deep with Rogan oh my Spotify. God, dude. No, I mean, I don't support what Spotify does, but if I'm Rogan, like, I don't really give a fuck that 22 of my episodes were taken down. But that's the antithesis. Yeah, 1,643 episodes have been done. That's the antithesis of what he's about and what he, that podcast is. That's my problem with it. So, so when they start censoring these and they have exclusive rights to distribute your podcast, do you say, all right, I'll give you the hundred mil back. I want them all. No, no, it, it's, it's on, it was on him to make clear in the beginning, which, you know, obviously I wasn't in the room, so I don't know what they discussed, but <laughs> I mean, he should I wasn't have said, invited. look, the only fucking way I'm signing these papers, is if you agree never to censor my yeah. content. I, I think that's fair. That might've must have been an oversight. I, I know he like vehemently talked about, there'll be no creative direction from Spotify, but clearly they overlooked yeah. censorship. Yeah. So fraudulent. Let's get to the second R. It's good because it means if there's content that's violative, we find that really quickly. Um, and the second one um, is, is raise. So being able to um, raise up um, authoritative information. So for example, in the pandemic, um, we served hundreds of billions of impressions that came from different health organizations, like whether it was the CDC or the equivalent in countries all over the world. Um, and making sure Uh-oh. that people get information from um, the right medical sources in the case of COVID or, or news from authoritative sources. So we're working to make sure that we raise up um, the information that we... Bad word choices, lady. <laughs> Wait, so, so she's claiming that she's saying the CDC is authoritative putting what out information? What she they're authorized to give said information. That's what she's trying to say. Oh, okay. All right, that, that was confusing. But so, so this, <laughs> how the fuck is that okay? I mean, that's exactly, dude, what Kalinsky talks about. He's like, dude, yeah. independent, independent uh, media outlets on this site get fucked. 
Yeah, because they, they just prom- pr- promote all their big sponsors. Right, they promote all the the. I mean, do, like, how many times? If there's one fucking theme of this show, it's that the mainstream media lies to you and is yeah. incentivized to lie to you. So, YouTube is just in their free expression awards speech is saying we are a shill for corporate media. First, and first, the thing we do, first thing we do to be free expressionists, take down anything we don't agree with. <laughs> yeah. Second thing, echo and amplify everything we do agree with. <laughs> everything that the government says we will raise up. <laughs> everything that anyone says that is critical of the government, we will not reward. This literally sounds like an Onion article. I can't wait to hear the other two R's. Is one like restrict? Is that no, the other I, I R? I what the other two are. These were the most impactful because I, I mean, we could go on forever. It's like but. when Dwight Schrute like, named himself his own assistant regional manager. Like It's literally the just giving yourself your own award. And, and not it, only that, like try to spin it as if, you know, just lie to everybody and tell them you, you know, I don't know, give some fucking statistic about how free, you know, speech is on YouTube. But instead, they just talk about how they are the antithesis of free expression. When they couldn't be any more opposite of that. Like, you know, for a fact, if someone was on YouTube just talking about the vaccine and just stating like facts about either the Johnson and Johnson pause or the AstraZeneca pause, you know, and saying, hey, this is why I'm not comfortable with it. You know, everyone should look into the facts for themselves. They would take that down fucking immediately. Oh, they, they do, dude. Anything remotely controversial like that is taken down. Wh- which that's not controversial. That's someone's opinion. Right. That's their definition yeah, of in, free expression. It's the con- same controversial thing wasn't doing. the right word choice. It was anything against the m- mainstream message. Right. Which is the same thing that Twitter has been doing. The same thing that yeah. Facebook's been doing. And they're right in line with all of them. Like, I, I wonder what would yeah. happen if it was videos about like obesity being one of the leading causes of death. Like, would they take that down? I'm sure it's happening and nobody's yeah. seeing it or talking about it. Yeah. 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 There's shills. I, yeah. I, I love YouTube. Don't get me wrong, well, but they're awful. Dude. So I was thinking of this and I actually just started thinking of this while we were talking I did not hear Crystal and Sagar talk about this. You're right. Mm. They don't want. They don't want to be demonetized and knocked down on YouTube. When did not this come so, out? How do not we, how do we, cool. So how do we not feel this, about this? When did this come out? Two weeks ago. Bad look, guys. Well, all right, I get. I get it. But well, I mean, like, look at this fucking guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. If he were running a corporation, he'd say, don't you fucking dare raise my taxes. Do you not understand that trickle down economics is how we turn around this country? All right. Well, I, I guess my question, Ty, because of how much we love the Hill. So let's say they bring it up. Like I'm not watching it anymore, after. dude. I unsubscribed. You're already done. I don't believe you. No. Still soccer's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're full of shit. This, that's the only news we watch. But I, I agree. It, it, it's, I, I guess I, it's tough because if they get taken down, like that, that's, that's fucked. Like, like all of our, all of our news sources are gone. All of our like independent, unbiased news sources are gone. So I, I guess yeah. they kind of have to play the game 
little bit. And, and they they still have a boss. Like we we forget that. Like Crystal and Kyle and friends could literally talk about anything. They're a Substack, but Crystal and Sagar and Rising work for the corporation, the Hill, which is much more than just Rising. As so far they, as they, we know, though, nothing has ever stopped them from talking about something before. No, and, but and if would, it has, this has Sagar dir- written all over it. But if it has a direct impact on the hills revenue i could see them putting the kibosh on it i mean like i'm sure they have a producer that green lights and red light stuff well is it's clear right that's what i said like yeah. there's no fucking way sagar wouldn't have done a segment on this and said similar yeah. things to what we're saying now so what's the what's the reason right it's either they did it themselves for the same reasons hey we're not willing to risk losing advertising dollars or it was the Hill telling them, look, I don't care how much of a layup the story is for what you guys are and what your brand is. You can't do it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if him or um, Crystal talk about it in other podcasts. Like, I, I don't listen to the realignment every week, but on that or Crystal and Kyle and friends, if they bring it up. I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that's disappointing. Luckily, it's the only time we've had to say that about those two, but... I mean, yeah. it's, it's their job, right? We're, we're all asked to do things at our job that we don't agree with, and you do it because it's your livelihood. Yeah, true. Uh, um, do we need a refill? Adam, are you even drinking? I have my beer. Oh, that's a little... <laughs> I thought that's that a- was a Yeti. It was a little fucking beer oh. can on a Yeti. No, it isn't. It, it's my, my big boy cans. What are you it's drinking? It's your um, Yeti koozie. I got a uh, Sam Adams Wicked Hazy, Juicy Wicked Hazy, Wicked Hazy IPA, seven hey, percent. Mo, I don't know if you noticed, but you know how my Manhattan was a little darker than yours. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a black Manhattan? No, but I oh, love yeah, black. You, I think we talked about this in Miami. Maybe oh, I forgot. Yeah. Remind me. And so instead of vermouth, it's got a different um, liqueur. And it's like a, an Italian liqueur that's like, you know, got a little spice to it, got a little flavor to it. And so you just you know the name of it. Yeah. Verno. I mm-hmm. never heard of it, dude. So find that at your liquor store, do your same Manhattan recipe, just substitute vermouth for a Verno. And I promise you, you will love it. Like, you like it, it even better. It's a good mix up. It's a, it's yeah. a good change of pace. I mean, it tastes similar, but. You can definitely tell the difference, and I think you'll like it. Want to hear but, something disgusting about the first man, uh, Manhattan that I made? Like so, the first ever or the first? Tonight? No, the first tonight. So I, I grab my shaker and all that, and I go and make one. I pour it, and I'm like, what the fuck is in this? There's all these black things floating around it. Oh, my oh I'm God. Like, what is this? There was mold in my oh, shaker from not like drying it. Thing. <laughs> so I literally had to throw away a perfectly good Manhattan. Just had black stuff floating throughout it. Oh my god! I mean, I didn't need think... a fucking girlfriend, dude. That is disgusting. You are a scrub. So what'd you do? What do you, you mean I was a scrub? <laughs> you scrubbed the shit out of it. Yeah, but it's not like it was sitting there in a dirty dish pile. Like it was away in no, my little thing. No, it was only thing. sitting there for six months since the last time you made a Manhattan. I mean, long enough to accumulate mold. <laughs> No, I think what happened was I uh, it had just like water that didn't dry. And then I put the lid on it 
put it away in my cupboard and it was just like dark oh. moisture. Oh. <laughs> so oh. if I'm if I'm sick tomorrow, it's either the Cajun Alfredo or the uh the moldy Manhattan. What mold and Cajun Alfredo, what a combo. <laughs> Uh, Look, God's gonna love that. To answer your question, I do need a refill. All right, so can Me we do, can we do a quick refill break? Thirty seconds. Three so minutes. Go, go. Ready? Go. What's up, dude? Hey, Carolina's traded back twice. Jesus, you guys, I think you guys get a pretty good haul for the first trade back, though, didn't you? Get an extra third. We did. So now we trade. We traded again with the Browns, and now we have. Uh, the 59th overall pick, so we're picking it a little bit. Um, three thirds and four sixths, and nothing in the fourth, fifth, or seventh, which I'm cool with. I mean, that's Scott Fitterer's, uh, you know, going for the value picks at, in the third round. So, yeah, I mean, just when you pick up a third each trade back, that's worth it to me. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's that, that's you guys are like the Broncos more than one piece away. So, yeah. so we got four picks left. We haven't picked yet, but we have four picks left before tonight ends. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> <Jeez>. about that. <laughs> it looks like the Browns finally picked that linebacker from Notre Dame. Oh, um, J O K or whatever yeah, they call him. They call him Joke, I think. Yeah, poor man's Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, he's he fell, um, he fell big time. He was like potential top ten pick. He had some red flags. Fact that he's 220 pounds and a middle linebacker. I, I well, that's part of it. I haven't put on yeah. my headphones yet, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But it's definitely the NFL draft. Of course, of course, yeah, yes. Talking about Carolina accumulating four day two picks, doing their best Belichick impression. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um. Okay, so. Are we going to edit that whole five minutes of silence out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. Although I, I say yes, but I fucking forgot to uh, bleep out Jared's incredibly inappropriate. Uh, Ooh, which one was that? I, don't know. I said something inappropriate. You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> he was talking about, uh, how do I say it in the PC way? I guess ejaculation yeah. in, in, a very crude, in a very crude way. What did I way. say? Something about doing it into the sockier microphone that you were playing with. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one of one of our um, actually it was I think it was last Saturday. One of our devoted listeners um, texted me just saying like, "Hey, what's going?" Like hope, hope all is well, and was saying that um, she she loves listening to the podcast, but could do without the swearing. Who was so, that? Who, who could possibly be a devoted listener? It was, Auntie, it was, it was Auntie Glenna. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I love listening to you guys. And then parentheses, I could do without the swears, though. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Sorry, so, sorry Mrs. Yeah. C. So, sorry, Auntie Glenna. But at least she's listening. Another fucking news. <laughs> um. So if she's offended by the swears, my comments must just oh, be yeah. off. The- I mean, that's that's kind of <laughs> why I brought totally it up. written you off. She used yeah. to think Dude, just is never going to look at me the same again. Yeah, you disgust me. It's for the comedic value. Yeah, you're a comedian. I'm a comedian in desire. I want to be a comedian. Oh, that'd be my retirement gig. <laughs> While you're working a food truck, living in a van. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's traveling. gonna be harder working after he retires than he is now. <laughs> um, all right. Can you can we entertain a little COVID discussion? 
since it's very relevant, actually, I think, to Jared's life. I think I can give some great opinions on this topic. I've been living it. <laughs> um, it's not so, COVID in general, the, what you're about to bring up. Yeah. So um, I think it was, what, like maybe a week ago at this point um, or somewhere around there where the CDC came out and said vaccinated people can go outside and don't have to wear a mask. Um, and I, I think we're all going to have varying degrees of how much we've experienced that. Cause when I read that, you know, it was, it's bizarre to me, right? Cause I, I, you know, I've never worn a mask outside ever. You know, there was never a time where I was like at some event outside where there's like hundreds of people around me that I needed to wear a mask, at least in my recollection. So I, I've never worn a mask ever outside as soon as i get outside i rip off that mask i couldn't you know it's like i can't breathe some good old american air breathe in that freedom but you know i at the same time i was saying that i was like oh well i do remember being home for the holidays and us going out in somerville and you guys got out of the car and just i was just thinking that instinctively put on your masks (laughs) yeah i kind of looked at you guys like what are you doing and i remember jared saying like dude it's like this is what we have to do here. Like this is the edict in the town of Somerville. And so that's just like, it was, it was crazy. It it was crazy because you know, you just had a a bunch of mixed reactions, some really good, some really bad. So I'm going to, um, trying to think of how I want to do this, whether I want to play these first or let Jared and and maybe both of you guys give some commentary. Um, yeah. What, what, why, why don't you give me your opinions on how you felt about it? Since I just kind of talked about my reaction. Go Mo. So I was very happy because it's a total pain in the butt. Like I go outside multiple times a day, whether for a run, for a walk, both. And I'll always bring a mask. Uh, I don't wear it unless I'm walking by somebody. But if you're out there without a mask, like in Somerville, like you get the death eyes, like guaranteed. Like, people run in a walk by themselves with nobody around for hundreds of feet with a mask on. Trust the science. I I see it all the time. Like people literally running, jogging with a mask on. So I was like, all right, great. Like I finally don't have to deal with that shit. And this was maybe Monday. Every day this week I've gone for a run or gone outside for a walk. Guess what percentage of people are still wearing masks outside? I would say, yeah, like, yeah, probably in the nineties. Yeah, like I, would, I would have said ninety percent. So, despite the fact the CDC now saying this, it's not even just for vaccinated people, dude. It's all people wearing masks out. Oh, they said vaccinated. Outside. Yeah, I think it I don't think vaccinated. so. Oh, yeah. well, I misunderstood because I haven't <laughs> worn a mask. <laughs> well, you're fucking um, vaccinated, dude. I'm partially. I'm not you're completely. Eighty percent. Yeah, you're vaccinated. It's sixty. It's dude, sixty. You don't even need the second shot, dude. You're good. I'll I'll get it. I never finished my <laughs> antibiotics, but I'll get the second COVID vax. <laughs> but yeah, still still ninety percent of people when I've been outside this week have been running or walking by themselves with their mask on, with nobody around for hundreds of feet, and it's, it's just dumbfounding. Well, it, it just yeah. shows like how little critical thinking these people do and i'm not the guy to say like oh they're sheep listening to the government but it's like they're just 
dumb. Like, like they're not even thinking about why is they don't have a why of should, cynicism in them at all. And it's right. not even cynicism. It's just like, why am I wearing a mask? Someone is telling me that this should be the case, but let me question whether this actually makes sense at all. And, and I right. don't even think it's a why should I like if somebody tells me to do something like one response could be, why should I? The other response is like, why would I? Same kind of like, 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 like not in a confrontational sense. Okay. Let me understand why they're telling me to. Mm -hmm. And these people aren't even having that thought process. They're there's, they're just outside with nobody around for like, I couldn't throw a rock at it. If I tried just masked up. Makes no sense. At yeah, all. and it certainly doesn't make any sense. And I, similar to like we, we talked about, like maybe it was last episode, how like you know getting the vaccine, you know, it's a personal choice. If you really don't want to get it, like the whatever. I mean, like it's it's up to you if you don't want to. And I guess I'm kind of the same thing with the masks outside. Like if you feel good, like wearing the mask, like I think it's asinine. Yeah. But like whatever. If if, you, if that if that makes you feel good. That's fine, but you have to understand that there is zero logic behind you wearing that mask. Yeah, it's not like trust is- the science. You're not helping anybody other than your your feelings. Exactly. It has nothing to do with their health. It, I mean, and there's enough data now that supports what we're saying. Like we're not just yeah. talking out of our ass, even though we we, we kind of we are, are all we're always, scientists. Yeah, like we're definitely like hundred percent like PhD scientists <laughs> by this point, but but there's enough data like you can just that's what I was just about Twitter. to say. No, we're not scientists, but we're not fucking idiots well, we either. Common, like, yeah, there's have enough, enough data sense. out there that's public that you can look at and say, like, right. well, wait a second. Like, you're telling me the odds of transmission outside are like point zero zero two percent. Like, I'm. <laughs> I'm actually comfortable with that risk. If you I, I think, yeah. I think that might be, and that might be generous tie with, with, well, the yeah, I'm just, you gave, no, but like, I really think like it's even probably even lower than that, but nobody wants to like, I, I don't Honestly, know whether you're vaccinated or not. I don't, I don't think like outdoor no. transmission was well, ever an issue. No, but like even like uh, no. six months ago, if I was outside, like I wasn't worried about, you know, if, if I'm like outside, if I'm indoors, like, you know, we all thought we all thought a little differently back in November. In Rhode Island, did you guys have to wear a mask outdoors, though? Depends I mean, I don't where think you there were. Was ever, yeah. Only like, like downtown Newport from, uh, I think, yeah. Wellington to the wharf yeah. and then Bellevue, like the main super packed areas you were required. That was it. Cliff Walk, you were required. Like, like, like they had police officers like in their car in, in their cars like driving by with like the megaphones going like put your mask on like it was kind of, it was very weird actually it was kind of creepy. yeah that's so crazy yeah. 1984 shit they, they were handing out free masks at the yeah. um, the armory but people didn't have them it's been a long time since i've noticed any of that and like like we were walking down thames earlier today just going just went for a walk before we grabbed some dinner and there were far less people wearing masks than were actually wearing masks when we mm-hmm. when we were walking i mean i can't say that for every person but yeah, uh, um, and we were on Fame Street, like on Main Strip. But yeah, it's th- there's just no logic behind wearing a mask. But if you want to wear one, whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, if, if that makes you feel good, great. I think in great shock to our audience, we t- we tend to agree on this, right? Um, Fuck. My my issue comes back to again another shock: the media. So I have two clips here, right? 
Um, one on one spectrum, one on the other. One is uh, more egregious to me, but still, I I think both are really what highlights the problem we have. Um, So we talked about Joy Reid, right? Adam, you think you read her tweet about how she's fully vaccinated and is tweeting out to her probably more than a million followers about how it doesn't matter if she's vaccinated or not. She's still too scared to go outside. She's still going to double mask, right? She's oh, not yeah. doing anything. She's not she's traveling. Not, she's not uh, conversing with anybody outside of her little circle, you know, which is about like- as as much of an anti-vaccine message as I've ever heard. Right. That's yeah. basically her saying, like, I'm vaccinated, but I don't believe this actually works. So I'm still going to, like, do exactly what I've been doing for the past year. And Ty, it's two million. It's over two million followers, by the way, if you want. Yeah. To- yeah, which so that, I mean, when you talk a lot about of the population people. of the country, a fraction of, but still, when you still when you talk about a Twitter audience, that's a lot. Yeah. And so th- this was her in response to uh, another gentleman. I'm going to play a clip of, but again, if this is because I, I totally agree with you guys, and I think that's a really core element of my point here is if if someone feels more comfortable wearing a mask in any setting, I personally don't care at all. It doesn't bother me. I might like snicker at them and be like, oh my God, what the fuck is that person doing driving in their car without a mask, like with a mask on? They're by themselves. Like, what the (laughs) fuck planet are they on? Right. But does it affect my life? Absolutely not. The thing with Joy Reid is she's got an audience. Yeah. Right. She is a primetime host on, you know, you can argue who's the most popular, one of the most popular news platforms literally in the country right so this is her again after the cdc says if you're vaccinated you do not have to wear a mask there is no reason for you to wear a mask outside and dr gupta i am among the fully vaccinated uh joined team pfizer uh and i did go jogging today in the park uh, and i did this was the mask that i wore with a doctor's mask under it and most of the people that i saw that were in the park the park was packed I would say like 95% of the people still had masks on. So that sounds exactly like Somerville, right? I think she's in yeah. DC. Yeah. Or I would yeah. assume she's in DC. Similar liberal vibes. Yeah. So that's the part that's insane to me, right? Like, wh- like I, if I were this guy now, the, unfortunately the clip I have doesn't play his answer, but I can guarantee you with near a hundred percent certainty that he didn't say, Listen, Joy. That's like, unnecessary. Yeah, like everyone has like their own choice on how to on how to proceed through life after you know they get vaccinated and whatnot. But you know, I just want to double masked. I just want to stress to the viewers that if you're vaccinated, like you're th- there's a reason you got vaccinated. Like you are protected. You are like, for lack of a better term, immune. When the when the statistics bear that you are essentially immune. To the disease if you get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, the Centers it, of Disease Control and Prevention literally said that word for word. Like, if right. we can't trust them. And they are the last year, right? Yeah. 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 They, they're the people who are not going to go on a limb at all to tell you to do something no, unless they know. Not. 100% guaranteed that it's that no one will get infected with COVID anywhere. And they ever. have zero risk. Yeah. Right. Which is not healthy. That's not it, healthy. That's not real life. 
Did, did I tell you guys what the, um, the, like the numbers were of people who had been um, fully vaccinated, who had gotten COVID, like what the we'll talk about percentage that. was? We'll okay. talk about that. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, th- and the second part, I actually agree with her. Right. So she finishes. There are people who are getting play. really upset about that. I won't name them. Should people be freaking out that some people like myself who are vaccinated are still wearing masks outdoors? Should we do that? Kind of, kind of a dumb question, in my opinion. Yeah. Of Loaded question. Should we fucking know? Right, but th- this is what really pisses me off because you know, while I think this person is like fucking abhorrent uh, a lot of the times, you know, he actually you know has some good points every you know blue moon. But when I hear this, it's just like, dude, like th- th- again, like you have these these polarizations of one outlet versus the next. And this is what you hear after the news comes out on Fox. If you dare to go on foot from Union Station to the Capitol, for example, in Washington without wearing a mask, angry Biden voters will snort at you in judgment. How could you? They're saying from behind the gauze. How could you? That's the question we should be asking of them in return. The rest of us should be snorting at them first. They're the aggressors. It's our job to brush them back and restore the society we were born in. So the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? Science shows there is no reason for you to be wearing it. Your mask is making me uncomfortable. We should do that and we should keep doing it until wearing a mask outside is roughly as socially accepted as lighting a marble on an elevator. It's repulsive. Don't do it around other people. That's the message we should send because it's true. As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. It's ridiculous. All right, right, Tucker, just (laughs) dial it back a little bit. Right. One, there's no chance he writes any of his own fucking monologues. (laughs) I mean... Could you have a worse message no. to the public than just just throwing gasoline on the divisiveness right there? Yeah, that, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's his brand, right? It's just like, hey, how do I be as a fucking noxious as possible? And how do I be, you know, a firebrand? And he's but- somehow the highest rated cable news anchor. Their personality on TV. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why. Because he, he's a fucking lightning rod. He always right. says yeah. dumb shit like this. Yeah. I, but, I can't believe I'm saying it, but like I agree, Ty. Like in that situation, I'm picking Joanne Pro Democracy and Masks Reed, which is literally her name on Twitter, by the way. I Joy. Didn't that up. Whatever. What did I say? Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joy. <said> Joanne. <laughs> Joy Ann. Sorry. Pro Democracy and Masks Reed. I'm taking her side here. I never thought yeah. I'd say that, but. You're right. Would you ever go for a run double masked? No, but if you want, how do you, to, how do you breathe? I don't even means. think somebody could run with a double mask. Running with a single mask, it, it, it's basically torturing yourself to virtue signal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the, like the the thirty seconds at a time when I would run with a mask, I'd have to put it up when I'm running by somebody, and it's <gasps> just like you could see the thing going in. There. I mean, like, am I gonna like laugh at you and like like say shit under my breath when you run yes. by? One thousand percent. But if you want to, yeah. do it, I don't give. A fuck I just say it in my head. So I, I was, you know, my dad and my brother we were they were in this past weekend. We were playing golf, and um, 
you know, uh, we were talking about our podcast or something. We kind of brought up the news media and, you know, my dad was very adamant that, you know, uh, well, yeah, it's bad, but you know, the, the right wing news media is worse. It's way worse. It's way more damaging. And Your I dad said that. Yeah. And I, and I push back on him, but you know, in this case, it's clear as day. Like, oh, yeah. That, that, do I do I think bad. it's fucked up for Joy Reid to go on night after night and say, like, fully vaccinated people, you know, that are listening to my show are going to hear me say that <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything indoors and I'm not traveling, even though, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. Like, do I think that's helpful for the greater good of our country? No, I think that's actually bad. It's detrimental. But she's not saying if you see unmasked people outside confront them and say, <laughs> please put a mask on. It's making me uncomfortable. Like Tucker is just doing the opposite of what he would say is egregious and awful, you know, and it's just like, dude, come on. Come here, what, what's so break. funny. What's so funny is like time and time again, when it comes to just like disagreeing on a topic, now the sides are flip-flopping where the Democrats are being pro-freedom and choice. And now the Republicans are saying it's not acceptable for you to decide what against what I'm deciding. Right. So it's like, as long as it's yeah. so they can make their argument r- yeah. for them, they're willing to throw everything they supposedly stand for out it's the like, window. It's like, again, kind of like we said about Joey, you know, hey, do you actually fucking, do you look me in the eye, you old fucking man, and please tell me, <laughs> do you actually believe... The, the capital, uh, you know, riot was worse than all these other things. I would want to sit Tucker and be like, dude, you just got to tell me straight up. Like, you don't actually believe right. what you're saying, right? Because like, you, you're just reading a script. You don't you're really... telling me if you yeah. walk down the street and see someone walking with a mask on that you're upset and that you're compelled to walk up to them and ask them to take it off. Like, come on. What fucking world are we living in, dude? Like this, this is the. I, I thought this story, and this is why I brought it up, I and mean, we've talked about COVID enough, but th- this is why this entire year has played out like it has. Because there is no somewhere in the middle. There's either crazy Joy Reed, I'm double masking when I'm jogging, or there's fucking Tucker who's saying basically like verbally assault people who wear hey, masks outside. Take now. your mask off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no reason whatsoever. Not not reason in terms of him saying that. No reason. There's nobody being reasonable. Yeah. No. Right. And I I, I was gonna bring this up first, but I played that other stuff um, instead. I, I think what what really pisses me off too. I talked about this, and and we kind of had a little bit of a back and forth when I was talking to you guys about how you remember how we were talking about this the CDC. Um, releasing guidelines about three foot versus six foot. And then how yeah. I, I was saying, yeah, Hey, that's yeah. really hypocritical for now. Teachers unions to then be going against what the CDC is saying, challenging that and saying, no, that's not acceptable. Well, we have another case here, which I thought was incredible because the, the CDC director, um, she came out after they did a study um, and said, uh, this was on two. So this was the end of March, early April. So almost a month now ago, um, Rachel uh, Rochelle Walensky said 
that vaccinated people, this is a quote, vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Excuse me. And that is not just in the clinical trials, but also in real world data. Do do we have that as like conclusive evidence now? I know it wasn't confirmed when the vaccine was originally released. So they did a study of 4,000 healthcare workers um, where the risk of infection went down 90%. Um, No one in the study died. And I have um, some other stuff here, you know, because I was interested in it. Um, So I looked up like how effective is the vaccine against like, you know, it carrying you carrying the the virus. And they said they came out with a study uh, that CNN reported on. um, And they said the headline, of course, again, this is CNN. So the headline says so far, 5,800 fully vaccinated people have caught COVID anyway. In the US. Yeah, that, that's what the headline was. You're right. CDC to- says. Total clickbait, like, oh, God, we're in trouble. So if, if you guys just had to give me a wild guess, any, can anybody do the quick math and understand what 5,800 cases out of at that point when this article was written, which was in April, mid-April? Um, so we, at that point, we had 77 million people vaccinated. Can anybody do some rough math? No, but I remember somebody saying it was one-tenth of one percent. Point zero 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 seven five. Yeah, so less than one-tenth of one percent. Got infected with it. Yeah. Right. So odds are the vast majority of those people got infected and were fine a few days later. Right. So, that, so that's one out of every thousand people who's vaccinated. Yep. That's exactly what we'll, it is. We'll, we'll get, we'll get COVID. So, don't you think that's relatively comprehensive data to say, you know, between the study they did, right, of those four thousand uh, healthcare workers and that study referenced uh, in the CNN article, don't you think that's pretty evident that the risk is no, I, I think it's conclusively evident the risk is null to contract COVID. My earlier comment was, can you still carry and spread COVID if you're vaccinated? Yeah, that's so, what I don't know. Um, Wasn't well, the answer yes? It's just like the odds of it are extremely low. I don't know. So this is the this is in the conclusion section of one of the CDC studies about vaccination uh, impacts on a lot of things, including transmission. These findings, along with other potential for reduced viral load in vaccinated people who develop COVID-19, suggest that any associated transmission risk is likely to be substantially reduced in vaccinated people. Okay, so that's good. Great. Love it. So my, my thing is, right, and we talked about this the other night, was... I thought it was absolute horseshit for Fauci to say, hey, basically, like, we're counting on enough people to get vaccinated before I'm going to give the green light for all these states to lift their restrictions. Now, 
we we've seen right i mean i just gave you those odds of if you're vaccinated what's the odds of infection not symptomatic infection not bad symptomatic infection infection not, not hospitalization not death infection yeah. is 0. 0.0007 so so like, 70 out of every 10,000 people <laughs> so why the fuck are we going to care at a certain point when enough vaccines have been distributed to cover everyone that would need one or that wanted one? Like at that point, what are we doing? What are we saying? We're continuing to have restrictions because certain people don't want to get vaccinated. Like, OK, so who yeah. the fuck are we protecting? The unvaccinated who there. say they don't want to get vaccinated? Right. That's absolutely <clears throat> outrageous. And that just makes no sense. And you can assume that I'm sure anybody who doesn't want to be vaccinated is probably the first person to say, let's open the economy back up. Yeah. And, and listen, I can't imagine a situation where like, no, I'm anti-vax, but stay at home, wear double masks. There's exactly. no chance. Exactly. Those are the saying, same right. people. I'm, I'm just not comfortable getting vaccinated. It's my personal choice. Yeah. I'm not saying that you need to protect me. I'm just saying this is my choice. So let's move on with our lives. CDC's, I was Dr. Walensky says guidance for full, fully vaccinated people to wear masks indoors slash mass gatherings is largely to protect unvaccinated yeah. from other unvaccinated folks because there's difficulty understanding who's vaccinated, who's not. So again, we're just doing this as vaccinated individuals for theater. It's the, it's the only for reason. effect. Well, and, and it's, I think for, it's not just theater. It's even though these people are opting out of getting a vaccine, the CDC is still trying to protect them. Right. But why, why is that a part of our daily life? I, I, I don't think impact our daily. Life? I don't think that it should be. I think anybody with a non-scientific brain would say, you have a clear decision to be vaccinated or don't when you understand right. what those risks and rewards are like that's the first thing you think of when you you're, make that decision you're opting you're, out yeah yeah you're saying i'm okay with these risks but of course the scientific community is going to say if there's any chance these people are going to make the covid case count go higher like we need to do everything we can to avoid it which is silly yeah it is and i think, I, I think we'll work i think we'll work through that when we this like through this summer when like they realize okay people just aren't gonna put up with this shit anymore. I hope enough people actually have the balls to stand up and say yeah, we're we're done with it. Well, I, it's gonna be a state by state basis. Like I was thrilled to see Rhode Island is back to pretty much normal by Memorial Day weekend, May twenty yeah. eighth, baby. But New York City is July, Boston is August. So these other these other cities are just like months behind. So thank God, right? Some states like Rhode Island, the people that listen to fucking Joy Reid and MSNBC and CNN are scared to fucking death. And the these fucking local politicians in these super liberal areas know that they're gonna get fucked if they are perceived to be going too fast. Yeah, 
Like we all saw that uh, Reddit article or the Reddit post about Somerville yeah. not increasing capacity past twenty five percent. It's insane, dude. Well, they they, they even quoted absolutely the, insane. They even quoted the mayor. He said he literally said, "We're not going to speed things up. We're going to take things very slow." And that's exactly and every what they commenter was applauding the decision. And, and you hear saga rail against it in D.C. I'm looking at this right now. Washington D.C. All these liberal cities. On and two days ago, Washington, D.C. is a seven day average of deaths at zero and is averaging a mere 86 cases a day. 46 percent. almost 50%. that's probably less people than die of like a random illness in D.C. in a day. Trust the science. Almost 50 percent of people have received at least one dose of the vaccine. And yet indoor dining is restricted to 25 percent the same same deal which includes wait staff and restaurant workers and no science behind that do you, do you know what the seven day averages for deaths in all of america no guess uh 500 I don't. I have no idea. I don't even know what. <laughs> That's that. true. Number five hundred. Six hundred twenty-eight. Ooh, that's oh close. God, dude. Yeah. Like- so that's literally less than a thousand people are dying a day. Which obviously you don't want anybody to die, but that's not a lot of people. Six hundred twenty-eight people out of three hundred. Like you could take six hundred sixty-eight people out of Gillette Stadium and not notice. And again, no, you would no. never know. Never and- mind. Take them out of all of America. And those 620 people are most likely elderly, overweight. Yeah. Right. And, and, and the counter argument to what we're saying is, well, what if it was your brother? What if it was your sister? What if it was your mother? What if it was your father? Do we really think that that would change our stance on what we just said? A year and a quarter in? No. It's at this point it's about freedom and choices and making educated choices for yourself. Right. If you're so, at risk, you deserve the right to make choices to protect yourself. Right. Don't take away my liberties. So if you were to, God forbid, pass away to COVID, Jared, like Adam and I would still be doing this podcast. I mean, it would we wouldn't miss a week. <laughs> I would want get, to get back. I would want to get back to. for the listeners. The I listeners would want to. On us. Hey, emergency podcast. <laughs> I, I would actually want my eulogy to just be a recording so, of somewhere in the middle. Emergency podcast. Uh, Mo died, um, <laughs> and it any, wasn't suicide. Any and comment? It, it would be me. I'm just gonna play this Tucker Carlson rant, which I think really <laughs> resonates today. <laughs> Is there anything you want to add to that? Oh, all right. Well, let's continue. Yeah, we we would power through. But yeah, no, it's I I think at this point, if you asked and and again, I I think it's important to to remember, like the way we think now, I mean, May tomorrow, go back to last May. I mean, all of our mindsets were much different. And and I think that's it's something to keep in mind. So, yeah, like like considering how we think now and knowing how effective the vaccines are and knowing that the risks of contracting outside without a mask are super low, it does change it. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously every family in America probably has at least one person who's mostly at, who is at risk and, and could certainly, you know, like, you know, obviously receive the, the worst end of this um, virus. But at this point, I don't think my mindset would really change. 
All right. So we'll, we'll end this subject with a little clip from JRE, and we'll get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, say, do you think it's safe to get vaccinated? I've said, yeah, I think for the most part it's safe to get vaccinated. I do. I do. But if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I, I go, no. Yeah. Are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if you're, if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But there's a uh, lot of jobs that will tell you you need to have this. Well, that's what's but starting to happen now. Were, People are worried about them doing it for their children. And we talked about this earlier, yeah. there's the, 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 that you might have to have your, your children vaccinated. And, you know, I can tell you as someone who's both, both my children got the, va the, the virus, it was nothing. I mean, I hate to say that if someone's children died from this, I'm very sorry that that happened. I'm not... I'm not in any way diminishing that, but I'm saying the personal experience that my children had with COVID was nothing. One of the kids had a headache. The other one didn't feel good for a couple of days. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, not feel good. Like, mm, like no, no big deal. No coughing. Right. No, no, no achy. No, like in agony. There was none of that. It was very mild. It was, it was akin to them getting a cold. Yeah, and you can have this thing where it's like you were saying this virtue signaling and this kind of like theatrical display of I get the vaccine, what a good person I am, I care about everyone. But you're like, look, I'm, I'm, my daughter's a lot younger than your kids, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not injecting my daughter with something to fucking virtue signal. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. Right. If so, needless to say, Joe Rogan caught a ton Oh yeah, of heat I, I, I listened to that episode, and as soon as he said that, I was like, "Dude, it's coming! Get ready!" That's the first thing that crossed my mind. And I will say, tremendous episode. If you guys don't know who Dave Rubin is, <laughs> oh, he's a um, he's a he's a show. He's got a, he's got to plug it. <laughs> no, you you guys would enjoy it. He so he's a uh, political commentator. He's a full time comedian, but also a political commentator who's a libertarian. So like. Very anti-establishment. You guys would enjoy it. A lot of similar to rising in Crystal and Kyle opinions. Okay. So All right. You, you, I'll get off my soapbox. Thank you. So you, you said as soon as you heard it, yeah, you reacted to it. So what do you feel about what he said? I don't think it's the right thing to say. I, I think the right thing to say is I as we've said multiple times, like I fully support anybody's choice who doesn't think it's a good idea or does not want to get vaccinated because they're not sure about the science or for whatever reason, I don't even need to know the reason, but to say, if I'm 20 years old and healthy, I wouldn't get vaccinated. I don't think that's a good look. What do you think, Adam? Is that the first time you heard it? Uh, I mean, that's the first time I heard the actual clip, but of course I've seen the headlines. Um, Again, like we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, and we mentioned uh, Joy, Joy Reed's, you know, followers and stuff and saying, yeah, it's like it's not a lot of people like in the grand scheme of things, but she has a following and her words carry much more weight than our words ever will. And the same, probably more so. Way goes, more. Goes, it's like go, 100 million viewers. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not a huge fan of what he said. And I think there's a way he could have said it to make it a lot better. I also think that hearing the entire clip and not yeah. just the little quote that everybody used makes a big difference. But at the same time, I'm not going to let him off the hook there. I don't think he should have said that. 
be mainly mainly because of how big of a following he actually has. Because I don't agree. Now, again, like, like Jared said. Don't you think there's a difference, though, between Joe Rogan and Joy Reid in terms of what their platforms mean and why they're on there? I would say, of course, they're, 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 they're very different people. So, obviously, very different people follow each of them. But he's still an influential like Joe, People voice. don't go to Joe. So, what I, I guess I'm trying to get at is people don't go to Joe Rogan for news, right? I think some people do, yeah. <laughs> Not I mean, for news. Like he, he does very specific. I think a lot of people... Well, he doesn't do news. He doesn't do daily well, news. He I'm just not does saying very... he's like, you know, like in today today in, in the U.S., here's what happened. I'm, I'm not saying that, but like they go to him for information. Yeah. I'm sure like they, yep. they, 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 they see a specific person on there like, ooh, I want to learn more about... Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think lot, his he word has a is lot influential. Of, he has a yeah, ton I think of that's influence. What it is. He has a ton of influence. He needs to be cognizant of the influence he has, even if the influence is not desired. Because yeah. then exactly. his that's, response, his just, that's his personal opinion. You know that. You could hear him say it. That's just well, his that, personal that's the opinion. thing. I, th- I think that is his personal opinion, but he's gotten so big, it puts him in a really tough spot because even though he's not trying to influence, he is influencing. I know, but that's well, so where, where do we draw that line? Is it a certain number of followers? Yeah, like I, you know, I don't, he, I don't all think he's doing is just trying to be. He real. has every right to throw his opinion out. I'm not saying he can't do that, or I'm saying he shouldn't have done that. Like, does any reason-minded person think that Joe Rogan's a doctor or an epidemiologist or a virologist? <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, 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 I agree don't think with you. so. And <laughs> he came and out, and he if anybody come out really respond to this and said, "Yeah, I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm a moron." Well, that, that, that's what he says, like, literally, whenever he says something controversial like that, he goes, let me preface this with, I'm a cage-fighting commentator comic. I'm a moron. Like, he says that probably every few episodes. Yeah. But still, like, when you have that big of a platform, no matter who you are, I'm not saying you should censor yourself, but you should maybe preface that sentence with, hey, here's my opinion. I would support whatever choice you make. And I'm pro-choice with this, right? It's like it's just weird that it's sometimes such a I think that I, now I agree with you. I think in a perfect world that would be what he prefaces a statement with, but, like, but it's also like in real time in a conversation, right? For him to like yeah. be constantly thinking of like, oh shit, like what's and he cool? also gets drunk and stoned on every podcast. It's not like <laughs> yeah. he's sitting there in even his suit, <laughs> even like, if you're any, fucking anyone... dead sober. I mean, how hard right. is that to like want to just give your natural opinion he that's that's why joe rogan is so goddamn successful is because he doesn't just interview he interviews with you know the injection of the joe rogan thought process on certain things and lets other people expand on it correct it whatever you know that's that's kind of the beauty of joe rogan is he does have some of his own thoughts yeah so now all of a sudden you're you need to curtail your own opinions and like, you know, think about what you say to the point where, I mean, let's be honest. If he had to think about that kind of stuff that you just laid out, you wouldn't get a sentence out. I agree. I agree with you there. So, but what yeah. I will say is, so no, no, nobody even acknowledged the sentence or the, like what, what brought up that topic on the episode. Cause again, I listened to it when it came out, he was talking about how he tried to get the vaccine and he was going to get the vaccine at a UFC event, but they ran out and they're like, Hey, can you come back to Vegas or wherever? Like in two weeks. And he's like, Oh, I'm not available that day. And then he transitioned to like, yeah, I was going to get the vaccine. And like, is it the top of my priority list? No, because I'm healthy 
xyz like will i get it eventually probably right. nobody talked about any of that no of course well, not. of course yeah that wouldn't fit yeah. the narrative yeah. like he wasn't saying i'm an anti-vaxxer yeah so that's my thing right I, and he, i let, let me ask you guys this did yeah. you did it ever cross your mind to not get the vaccine i mean if, if let me put it this way if I couldn't get the vaccine. I wouldn't live my life any any differently. I've been inside in crowded places like yeah. many times at this point. Like everything the last do, few months. Right. Everything I've been doing in the last two months since I've been vaccinated, I was doing the last six to seven months or whatever it was. But, but like, but I, I think your situation is maybe a little different because work like. It's not required to get a vaccine, but it's probably the smart idea. Like you got people coming in and out, you're face to face with masses of people every day. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know what the numbers are for people who didn't get the vaccine. I would imagine they're probably extremely low, but they, they don't ask at your school, right? I don't think. Well, well, we have to like if we are fully vaccinated, we have to send our card to HR. Like we have to like send a picture. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Um, which it's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, know. cause you're vaccinated, but what like the people who didn't, I wonder if they, how they feel about it. Well, I mean, but there's really nothing that there's nothing they can do about that. Right. They can't be like, Hey, fucked up. You know, you uh, like it is in a situation like that. I am to some degree still pro choice, but it's okay. Almost a selfish decision to potentially put your students at risk because you don't want to get the vaccine. Which right, again, like it's kind of a job aren't at risk. That's the thing. They're at a higher well, degree of risk than if you were to not be vaccinated. But again, they, right, they, by what and, and, they and they can still when they're middle get schoolers it. and high schoolers, a, a relevant degree, not a relevant degree of death, but a relevant I'll, degree of spreading COVID. I was going to say, yeah, and that you hit the nail on the head, Jared. Like they can still bring that home. And, yeah, and, and so and, to and their vaccinated knows. family. Positive vibes only. All right, so. When, when Ty gets back on, we'll, we'll, oh, is he on yet? Um, I see his eyes. Back, baby. There he is. Yeah. We, we thought you were just getting across us. my screen that says your internet connection is unstable. So, Doof. we're going to What, what type of internet do you guys have in tech? Because you get terrible power, terrible internet. Hey, what shut is up. up with that state? <laughs> Come and take it. That's what Texans say. Come and take it. Come and take, Come and take our, take our bad internet and unreliable <laughs> power. <laughs> we dare you. Uh, what did I miss? We were just, we weren't sure if you were frozen or not. And then we figured out that you were. So you thought I was just paused and I just, we like thought we were, you were like, you were putting together some comeback briefly. And then we're like, oh yeah, he's not moving. So, and then we just said, we haven't really had any, any of our PVO topics yet. So we, we want to get into those now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pivot. Um, so go for it. If you guys want to kick her off. Do you, do you want to start with your Steve Harvey one? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, that was that was interesting. Who the fuck Steve Harvey, by the way? Oh, what? you know Steve Harvey, Family Feud. Oh, that guy. Oh. I, 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 I've seen his videos. I, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Family Feud, but yeah, Adam, all the all those black guys just kind of meld together. Fuck off! That's not what I meant. <laughs> I just don't watch Family Feud. Um. So I mean, Jared might have to get a little creative in the thought process here, but. I mean, I definitely have an opinion. 
obviously I don't have a girlfriend, well, it, but it, I still I have Ty. an opinion to the question. Introduce it, Ty. Before Jared, we get Jared, Jared shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Just wait. I thought you were gonna shut give your me mouth. <laughs> oh no. What, what? Account, that account on Twitter is suspended? <gasps> that has Don't. that video? Let me oh, see if I can search it. No. Anyway. Oh, it was a video? Yeah, we'll just, just introduce it your own way. That's fine. Yeah. So it was actually um, a listener suggestion as far as like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a Panthers draft pick. Have you oh. seen it yet, Adam? Wait, just now? No, but at 59. Oh, Terrace Marshall. That happened ah, like you already 30 it. minutes ago. I just pulled it up now. Oh, okay. Continue, yeah. Ty. Um, so it was actually a like a, a listener suggestion. And the topic was, so this was way before I saw the video in question, which I don't know if we're going to get. But um, the premise was for us to discuss what our thoughts were on being able to have... Like in our case, a girlfriend in the sense like we're just friends. Like she's, you know, she happens to be a, a woman and she's one of my good friends. We hang out, we do stuff together, you know, but I'm married, you know, or, or I'm in a relationship, right? Or hey, I'm single and we're just going to keep it just like in, in the friend zone. So what do you guys think? Maybe if we start from like those tiers, like what do you think the feasibility is of being a single guy and having like a friend who's a chick who you guys are again just good friends, like nothing more than that, um, no feelings between each other, but just enjoy each other's company, and then kind of then expand on. Okay, well now if you're in a relationship with someone, does that change? So I'll, I'll, we'll start with you, Jared. What do you what do you think about that? What are your general thoughts on having like actual good friends of yours who are that are platonic? Yeah. Platonic, so, thank you. Yeah. So my uh, my answer has kind of evolved a little bit after just hearing you explain it a little more. My immediate response when you sent over the question this week was not really. Like I don't think it can really be a thing. Like as a single guy, if I'm spending time hanging out with a female. It's not that I'm looking to be a creep, but like it's because I probably have some level of interest more than being platonic. Like I'm not looking for platonic female friends who I have nothing in common You're with. You're trying to get it in. And not even necessarily trying to get it in, but like, okay, hoping it could turn into something more than that. And if it's if there's not any type of chemistry, physical attraction. I'm on the next thing. Well, like, like I, at this point, countless hinge dates I've been on. If there's somebody, I'll go on a couple dates, and there's no physical attraction to, like, I just kind of end it. I don't say let's try and be friends. Why? Even if this may sound messed up, but like, I have no desire to just like. It's a waste of his time. Yeah, you always know when we're gonna get a a fucking hot take when Jared has to say, like, he has to preface the statement before he says it. I I just, I have no, like, no desire to. He doesn't even want to say it a night in a nice way. He just, he just is so blunt. I have literally zero interest. I have no time. So, so, well, but I, so, so that was my first thought when I you um, prefaced the question earlier. 
And, and as you just kind of explained it, I thought of an exception. So like an exception to me would be like, Alyssa, um, you, you know, my, my friend, Alyssa, I don't need to mention Who? the last name. Yeah. I'm who are you talking friend, about? Your friend. <laughs> So, so th- this is somebody who I've known since high school. Yeah, you guys know her, right? Did you, guys, did you ever? Did you guys ever meet? Are you saying her yeah, name right? My two co my two co hosts know her, and, and she's somebody who like I don't talk to her often. I don't. I see her less often. She lives on the other side of the country, but like I genuinely maybe once every few months think like, oh, I hope Alyssa's doing well. You know, you know what I mean? Like, what like a I, fucking guy. <laughs> what a fucking guy. Like, I, 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 I hope I, she's I okay. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. I like, like, I, like, I genuinely. I mean, no, you just said in general once every few months. So that means we're really talking like twice a year. Does no. thought ever cross his uh, mind of, hmm. I hope this woman is still alive. <laughs> No, let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. (laughs) Like, I I genuinely do care about her as a human. She's somebody who's a super nice person. I have absolutely zero romantic, like, little zero, not point zero one, zero point zero zero percent romantic interest in Uh, that. I don't anticipate that changing. Well, debatable. Yeah. Why, why else did I? Why else did I bring that up as an that, example? Then it's a perfect. I, crime. I think it's a soup. Actually, I think it's a super interesting example because you guys are ones that were platonic friends for a long time mm-hmm. and like hung out throughout college. Like you know, we would hang out, and you know, it it was there's there's it was no surprise to anyone in this uh, Zoom chat, you know, why she's you know a good example of a a female friend you would have that you know is just that a a, a good you know a a friend to hang out with every once in a while but you guys did go through periods of time where it became more than friends and you kind of came back out on the other end and you're telling us you you know i mean yeah you're a great great friend on obviously but i mean you are a friend i guess no, I, 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 I genuinely think like I think she, this is so fucked up. I think she would. <laughs> I think she TV. would. I think she would look at me as a really good friend. Like I, I genuinely do care about her, and like I hope she's well and stuff. As much as we rail on politicians, Jared is exactly a politician in in these. I'm kind of not. I'm not. Bullshit. I'm not. Bullshit. Like I'm not, say I mean, what you I'm actually not, are trying to say then. I'm not lying when I say like I genuinely do care That's about That's irrelevant her. to what the more you, you say genuinely, say. I I, I yeah. disagree. I just don't know. So like she so she's gonna be in Rhode Island um for Memorial Day, like for a couple weeks for her brother's wedding. And like I would love to see her and catch up. It'd be great to catch up. Like I hope she I hope she's enjoying her you life. You can't in even get through with a straight fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> But there, there is like zero point zero zero, like absolute zero percent chance that I would be like, oh, let's hang out and see what happens. We're like, if I hang out with like a girl I know who is not that, who I have a physical attraction to, I'm like, hey, we can hang with friends. And then like, part of me is like, all right, I can't hope something more than friends turns into this. Yeah, but 
I, I do like, I think that's the whole point of that. You're you bringing up that specific relationship is because you guys did go beyond just friendship and then are still friends. And so I, maybe, maybe that, rare. maybe that makes it different. I think that's rare is, is really the point of me commenting on it is because I, I, I think part of never it never sees shit like that or very, very rarely. And well, and I think part of it is like we were into each other at very different points in our lives. Like I really liked her in college. Um, and she wasn't into it then. I moved back to Rhode Island, what, five years after college. She was really into me. I was not into her at all. I mean, that's so, like, I, I think it, best. <laughs> peak Mo. So I, I think maybe like if we would have like things would have connected, maybe we wouldn't be cool being friends as is. But like I haven't had any type of like feelings or attraction since sophomore year of college. So like that's a long time ago. I was a child. So like to me, like and she's just like I, I I look at her almost more like a family member, like a cousin. Like, a oh, sister. I like I like I love no, not a sister. That's weird. I I, I love to <laughs> like I I love yeah, to see my cousin give him a hug, catch up, see how their life is doing, something like that, if that makes sense. Um all right. I just want a yes or no, and then I'm gonna move on to to get some some head thoughts if if now if right now you're in a relationship it's hard, i mean it's hard for you to just fucking guess i know but what do you think your wife would say if you said like hey i'm going to grab some drinks with Alyssa, like catch up she's in she's in town whatever how do you think that conversation would go I, I, would would, 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 I, I asked for a yes or no. So would it go? Would it go good? Yes or no? Would it would it go well? Would it go smoothly? Yes or no? I, I, I think it would go smoothly because like every fiber of DNA in my body, like I know there would be zero mischief behind it, and I could like obviously she wouldn't be able to know that, but like okay, Adam, what do you think? That specific question? No, just you know, you you can kind of bounce anything off of what Jared said, or you know, just kind of give your own take on what you think about being able to have platonic friends who are women. I I think it's I think it's it's possible for that stuff to happen. I mean, I I have a couple of friends, one at work, um, uh, Paige, uh, Jared, Jared knows her. Um, yeah. I've worked with her for a couple of years now and her and I have actually become really good, good, good friends. Good, good example. Good example. Yeah. We've become very good friends. Um, you know, we work together, but like we've also been out at different times with, with other coworkers and um, her and I have been out like with, with our significant others as well at different times. Um, Jamie, Jamie Enos or Jamie Crest now is another one that um, I've been friends with her since, you know, probably since middle school. Um, and that was before I was in any serious relationship. Um, so I, I would say it definitely can happen uh, for, for sure. But, but would that equation change if it was just you and Paige hanging out, just the two of you with no have other? You done, have you done that? Um, no. Okay. And, that, and that's not because like it just it just hasn't like come up that way because it's always been like in group settings. Right. Because um, it's, it's a little bit. Don't you think it's maybe it's attributed it, no, it's to certainly, 
it's certainly taboo around doing that like you don't really want to be the guy to ask like hey i'm going out with this chick from work right I mean, I mean be a little I, I bit guess like, it'd be I'd be like, I guess, a little hesitant about it. I, I understand the implications behind and like, and like as you put it, I think is, is great. The, the, the taboo behind that. But if it came down to that, I mean, I don't I don't think it would be that big of a deal, uh, you know, especially just because I've, I've known her for a couple of years now and and all that. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to ask a, a question that obviously shouldn't be relevant but or shouldn't be asked, but. You know, nobody knows who we're talking about. So, okay. Do you think either of those two women you mentioned are attractive, physically attractive to you? Uh, to me, Ooh, good, good, good question. Uh, I guess to me, because I think this is like a piece of it, right? That's kind of what Jared cer- touched on. Certainly part of it. Yeah. Um, I would say probably not. No. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder how much of that. And I guess, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So that's a, that's a, that's a really like gray line, but yeah. I think that matters. Don't you think? I, I think it yeah. certainly, it certainly plays a role, which is weird. I totally agree. Like if you want to be honest about it, like but that's kind of weird. It, is it weird though? I don't know. So I, l- let's get um, the resident expert, Steve Harvey, his opinion. I saw this. I actually, th- this topic was sent to me like weeks before I saw this video, but I mean, it ended up like lining up perfectly. All of my friends are men. I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm, I'm incapable of that. Why? What do you mean? Well, because, you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife, and I don't, I don't really have female friends because, look, okay, let's get rid of this myth <laughs> right here. I want to know why. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There's some guy somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack (laughs) the moment he gets the opportunity. I was like, God damn it. This guy's a genius. Fuck. He's right. That's kind of what Alyssa, I said. Alyssa and I were made for each other. <laughs> no, not talking about that. <laughs> hey, Ty, come on. Come on. They, they are like, he genuinely cares about what, well, like, her well-being every now and then. Who's well I hope she, I hope oh, she yeah, doing yeah. well. No, no. I mean, genuinely. Look, he genuinely. A, a better guy than most. That, the, the twice a year check-in, <laughs> you know, around uh, Independence three Day times and then during the holidays. <laughs> you know, just a quick a quick text. He doesn't even respond back after she says, like, he no, just I'm waits for the terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm out here dots. on my own. You know, it's been really hard. He doesn't text back to that, but he will think of her. Yeah, once in a while, he just waits for the three dots to pop up. Like, all right, well, the, the, there's somebody, someone's on the other end of the phone. So, so what do you like? Do you think that he's right, Adam, or do you think he's wrong? I think it's a case by case basis. I think it'd be hard to put like all guys into like one category and be like, all right, like. But I would say, you say that, there's an overwhelming majority probably in one category versus another. Yeah, I would say the overwhelming majority of like, I, I guess this is a I guess this is a question of like, are there a lot of like good people out there, or are there more bad people? 
I don't think like, that's you know, right, though. I don't. That, think that's I don't fair. think it's about good, bad, good or bad. Well, if you're in a relationship and then you you're out with a friend and then something happens, no, I'm not of, talking about shitty. acting on it. I'm, I'm just talking about like guys' mentality. Oh, like, we're not talking oh. about like who are the people who act on these things, right? Because that's okay, obviously the okay. really you know heinous and awful. Yeah, thing. yeah. All right, all right. Okay. That, that, that uh, makes he, more he's sense. more just like talking the, the, about the primal. Yeah. Okay. Desire. Primal, I would say there's more more so that would that would act on that primarily. Like 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 just from like a nature pers- like uh perspective. Have the, to have the desire. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would agree with that. I would say there's more that have that desire than than don't. That like think about it for at least even right. if it's what, a second. What percent would you think would not even have the thought cross their mind as a man? Out of 100% men, I would say... I'd say you'd get COVID doubly (laughs) vaccinated before you found someone. Yeah, you'd you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, a large group of people that would never have that cross their minds. I mean, do you think that's, like, fucked up? I think we're just human beings, man. I mean, we're we're not perfect. Man, I mean, I, I, we're not perfect. I mean, those thoughts. Yeah, will I, honestly, I, I think that's right. Like you look back at history, like guys were guys hanging with their guys. It's just you, dudes being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, I was thinking this whole time, like, what the fuck am I going to name this episode? Guys <laughs> will be guys with guys. Guys You hung with chicks to meet somebody who'd become your significant other or to satisfy your primal urges. And I don't mean in a derogatory way at all. I, I but love that sounds women. awful, right? But, but, it does. But, but it it's Jared's disgusting. Yes, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't mean for it to say that guys only look at women as objects of satisfaction. Right. I think, I think a human or a male in general has a relationship with any type of human. Like whether you meet a guy or a female, you're going to assess, do we have things in common? Do we have a desire to become friendships? Like you'll meet many people at work. You say hi to them. You would never, ever go hang out with them outside of work. Right. Many of them have a penis attached to their body. Yes. But, but, but same with females. Like there's attractive. No, I'm just saying like, you know, it, it, my point is like, it's probably more, men and women that I pass and say hi to that I was like, yeah, fuck that. I would never, you know, <laughs> hang out with that guy outside of work, you know? So it's yeah, absolutely yeah. not about gender. So here's a loaded deep question for you guys. Like, does it make you a bad guy to even acknowledge the fact that you think that way? No. Does it make you like a, uh, an asshole? I don't think so. No. Because I think there's something to be said for acknowledging I, I your women, primal instincts versus acting on them. There's a do women buffer do the, between those. Well, dude, I see attractive thing. guys, and I recognize their. Yeah, well, we 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 witnessed your bisexuality in Miami with that saxophone player. Exactly. <laughs> like, if I were single and that guy, and I, I don't to judge. Sleep I don't judge. Me. No, I mean, it, well, it wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be immediate. Yes, but it would. I would at least <laughs> think about it. I mean, you, you only you consider eyes. a sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> you only need eyes to I mean that you can tell someone who's attractive at the same sex. Like, come on. Like, it, it's everyone who's. Right, we all have not, our thoughts on Jared. 
I know. I'm a any honest human token. being would be able to say like, all right, like that's or you a call him David dude. Beckham. David Beckham. Yeah, I mean, I just think like to think to 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 think that women don't look at attractive men when they're out and just say like to themselves like, oh wow, it's a really good looking guy. Of, of course, like because I, do. you know, I, that's the thing is like I don't think that's that's kind of Steve Harvey's point is like it, it's only when you start to actually like intimately know somebody that you may become you know, more interested in just, you know, surface level things. Yeah. Or at least that's how I interpret it. I mean, he didn't exactly lay it out the best way, but anyway, I don't know. I, I think good. that's spot on. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do we want to finish with? Finish. We got like 18 more topics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do my um, introspective moments. Cause we didn't do it last time. I think it's a good one. Thing. I want to do mine. Is that what I sounded like? Yes. I'm going to be a little self-conscious. Annoying as shit. What? All right, let's hear it. Is this the... All right, I'll let you the, the Yeah, yeah. the war one. Um, so I, 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 I we've had came this discussion with, before, don't you think? Well, we have asked if we would go to war. We didn't specifically pick a, a certain war. So we'll go, with, we'll go one level deeper. <laughs> so I thought, I really thought of this after listening to the um, realignment where they had the guy on who wrote World War 2030. Have you heard of that book? Yeah, I didn't listen to that whole episode, but I know what you're, uh, you're talking about. It's just fascinating. About, yeah. So the whole thing was about if there was a war between China and the U.S., what it would look like. Um, I have not read the book either, but it made me thinking. It made me think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you guys had to get drafted into a war, your options are world war one, world war two, Vietnam, what war would you choose and why? I'll let Adam take that one first. Um, well, it certainly wouldn't be world war one. Um, what, what part turns you away from world war one? What part seems undesirable? <laughs> So what part of war do I not want to be a part of? Is that what you're yeah. um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was literally trench warfare for the vast majority of it for the for the parties involved. Um, we were all humanity was also being introduced to a lot of terrible things at that time that we had no idea what like was actually coming in terms of military technology. Uh, honest question. Do you not think you could thrive in trench warfare, sitting in a trench all day, just chilling me personally, I'd have to be crouching down at all times. Do you do like, I don't even know how, how tall the average person like, was at the time. <laughs> the average malnourished human in 1912. <laughs> Dude, I would have the You'd worst. be like the Hulk, though. For Dude, it, I would literally have to be laying on the fucking ground with all the rest. How, how tall do you think? How deep do you think trenches were? I mean, dude, they, they, I'm gonna they, Google they, it. All right, well, yeah, how deep the trenches were, and also how tall the average World War One soldier. You're was. probably running around with dudes that were five six, and they were like on top of the world because they're in the. I was like 10th fucking, percentile. I probably would have so trenches like were 12 feet deep. You would have been fine. 
Yeah, stop being a pussy, dude. All right. Well, assuming that if all trenches I were literally... 12 feet deep, dude, I'm telling you, the German trenches were fucking awesome. They were like literally like little suites in there. They they boarded up the walls of the trenches. They literally had like Listen electricity. And then you had I know, right? Just you had, you had willing to sacrifice it all for a little comfort. These guys you had, did it right, boys. You had Let me just French, tell you one thing. Have you, you ever French... sat in a BMW? <laughs> And you had the French trenches that were covered in fucking filth and mud because literal feces. And they could because they didn't think they would be there that long where the Germans are like, yeah, we might be here for a while. Yeah, but literally. And that's why nobody buys a French car and German cars are quite popular. (laughs) If there's anyone I know on the face of the planet that I would say, if someone said, hey, look. Your life is on the line. You got to stick one person that you know in the trenches, and they're they're gonna last the summer. Who is they, they have? They, they have enough rations. Oh no! Like and and, and tied to, to 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 piggyback on that. I'm not saying I wouldn't last a while because I think I would just hanging out in there. But if I have the choice, <laughs> hanging out with the boys, <laughs> just just guys. Being guy, right, this will <laughs> yeah. blow your mind. What do you think the average height was in World War One? Five six. Now five eight. Five two. Whoa! No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. In no. nineteen fourteen, the average height was average height was five two. Though the member no. of the upper class stood about five six. I don't believe that. Where I don't know. That? I don't know, man. That that sounds warhistoryonline.com. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, all right. Another knows? article says average height five five, <laughs> and not much right. taller than that. <laughs> It's closer to five, six, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think like I could become friends with the rats. They're like crawling around. They're like, like the millions of rats just like chewing at all the dead. Oh bodies. yeah. You'd be petting. Those How would you things. keep yourself entertained without a phone? Dude, well, he just, if, he just dude, if I was in world war one, I would phone was, I wouldn't even know what That's I was. My missing. point. What would you do all day? He'd be I studying just, the I inside just, of his helmet. <laughs> I'd be chilling with the boys talking about our helmets and shit, but all right. But in, in long, the long you'd be, story you'd be short, up the earliest out of everyone just waking up the whole trench. <laughs> I'd be like a little sad. Are you shitting again? So we know, we know World War One is not Adam's that? choice. All right. I would probably pick Vietnam. I would pick. You Vietnam. think Vietnam would be cool, huh? You didn't enjoy well, it. I would enjoy it more than the 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 assaults that 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 took place in World War Two, um, where they would just literally throw like units of soldiers at like at a firing line and just hope that like half of them survive. I feel like Vietnam was much more of like guerrilla warfare, where, um, well, I'm not saying it, it. It I feel like it was. It was more of of guerrilla warfare. It wasn't like just sending like units after like you know like head on. Like if I died in Vietnam, it would probably be something I didn't see coming. Whereas World War Two, it was more so like you, you kind of knew like death. we're in that area. Yeah. So I would pick Vietnam. I wouldn't be a fan of coming back from Vietnam because I would be seen yeah, that would as suck. Criminal and a villain, unlike World War Two, where they were all lauded as heroes. Um, but yeah, I would pick Vietnam. Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on Agent Orange? You want some Agent Orange in your blood? 
Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm not saying I would last very long <laughs> after I came back from Vietnam. How messed up is that? I don't know much about Agent Orange, but like, wasn't it terrible? Poison? Dude. Yeah, we just it's poisoned poison. all of Vietnam. It's like all the people that like decided to drink like bleach to like prevent COVID. It's like it's it would be the equivalent of that. Probably worse. Just putting bleach in the air. Yeah, and just inhaling that for you know the the the, the 15 years that we had soldiers like like boots on the ground in, in Vietnam. So yeah. Um, yeah, I would pick Vietnam. I think I would just get all corrupted right. by all the opium. Dude, <laughs> totally into so an they, opium they, fiend. They, they would be like in like 1973, 74 <laughs> when we finally left out. Like, has anyone seen Ty anywhere? I look like Tom Cruise and <laughs> Castaway when he finally gets picked up. You mean Tom Hanks? What did I say, Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah, not Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Wilson! Yeah, Sim- similar hair, similar beard. <laughs> Similar IQ at that point. Well, no, like, I was saying like we, like we would have left Vietnam and like Ty would just be hanging out and come back and I'd be somewhere. equivalent to Forrest <laughs> Gump on this podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, Mo, how about you? That, that that was your choice, Ty, Vietnam. Yeah, no question. See, I, I'm good disagreeing with you guys. I go World War II. Which theater? <laughs> Uh, European theater. We okay. With, this good choice. Good choice. No, we haven't had this conversation. Yes, I don't think have. so. No, no, no. We, no, no, no. We, we talked about World War II. We definitely talked about World War II, but we didn't pick like between. And we said, which one would you want to be in? Pacific or No, no, no. no. We did that, but like we, we didn't combine Vietnam and World War One. Oh, okay. So that's My memory is so bad. I don't even remember that it's conversation. It's similar. You, Ty, you're right. It's, it's very similar to almost exactly done. the same. I literally don't even remember having that conversation. But Jared, I totally agree with you. Fuck the Pacific Theater. I would much rather. I, w- I, I wouldn't theater. survive. But you'd want to be in survive. Vietnam. It's basically the same kind of thing. Right. But but at this point, we've all, we've we've kind of experienced the the the, the Asian warfare, guerrilla warfare kind of thing. It, so and you have, have a footprint knowledge. in Vietnam and the Pacific Theater. Dude, you we were, were taking island, one island at a time. And we didn't even know those islands existed at the yes, time. Dude, just go, fuck, there's more land we got to take. Dude, like, I, I literally, I mean, it's funny you bring it up. Like, I watched Saving Private Ryan, and of course, I went down a rabbit hole. I went through Band of Brothers, the Pacific. <laughs> dude, this is the last one, like, How many weeks. times? How many dude, times like, do you watch those? Um, Band of Brothers. I've I watched, like, three times. And Pacific, I think I've watched twice. This is like my second time watching Pacific. Saving Private Ryan. No less Private than Ryan, six. Like, probably. Yeah, probably more than that. Because um, it's a great fucking movie. But, Tom Hanks is a G when it comes to World War II. But like, it, I was just like, since you brought it up, like Jared, with, with like the different like theaters of war though, but there were islands in the Pacific theater that we lost like thousands. Like I think it's... Uh, Peleilu, I think it was one where they like fought to like keep the Japanese out and eradicate everyone there, destroy any airstrip. And we didn't even end up using the island for any yeah. strategic reason the rest of the war. And it was, I believe of, it, outside of Okinawa, it was the largest death toll in the Pacific theater. We didn't even use it. Pacific so, theater was crazy. Even the Philippines, Philippines was a bloodbath. Yeah. So fuck the Pacific theater. I'm yeah. going to fucking Europe where we already kind of know what to expect a little bit. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. My, my hope in choosing World War II was I do not get deployed in Normandy and I get to sneak Imagine into Africa. this little guy storming the beach. He'd fucking drown before he got to the sand. <laughs> my hope would be go in the African route, <laughs> back door, 
Go through the desert, sneak into Greece and Italy, work my magic, go right up to Germany from there. And he'd there. be the guy, full circle, he'd be the guy we end up meeting when we go to Spain. And he's that guy. He eventually that old man? Out. The old yeah. man? <laughs> he wasn't still, he wasn't Spanish, was he? I don't think he was Spanish. No, but no I don't think he lived there. That's just you, what I use your long lost. That, that's the you. end of saving private Mo. It's in my eyes. There's <laughs> me a bunch of dudes the, the in The story of shirts. the guy who got deployed, and as soon as his two feet touched the ground, he was off and trying to find a way out of the war and ended up <laughs> in the very final I, scene. We're walking. I think I could do a much better job at war than Ty. No oh, way. I don't think. Yes, I could. Yes, I no, could. No, no, no way. You no can't fucking even way. Camp. All right, how you about can't this? even how camp. How about this? How about this? How about this? <laughs> well, you you wouldn't have a choice in fucking war. Oh, but that's they, what I'm they, saying. They, when name, I don't have a choice, bring it fucking on. Name one skill that you have that would translate better to war than me. Uh, strength, agility. Uh, Irrelevant in war. Irrelevant. Irrelevant? You're not so when, dodging so when, the, so, when the grenade, so when the grenade gets thrown at us and it lands at your feet and I start running and you're staring at it, what do you think is going to happen then? How about this? That about is this? not strength or agility. You're not oh, what about dodging hand-to-hand bullets combat? out there. What about oh. hand-to-hand combat? The first time you run up on one of those Germans, you're getting <laughs> pummeled. Bayoneted. I, you're no, at that point, we would have gone through some basic life. training. I'd We'd have a little more muscle mass. That's Dude, you, you couldn't even eat an MRE. We have, we have, you we would, have very similar You would starve to death because you couldn't even eat an MRE. I would fucking eat it. I, my my <laughs> diversity of food is dramatically improved from... But all that shit comes in the same bag. Textural contrast out the window when it's but all in one bag. Textual contrast doesn't mean anything when I haven't fucking eaten Ty. anything in... So, days. A, little, a little sidebar because I, I have a question for both of you but a little sidebar I don't know how this came up but I think I was making like Brussels sprouts and shit it made me think of like when you and Alex were living together and like one time you were like dude so I love veggies now like you take <laughs> you put them on a tray and you like put salt and pepper they're fucking awesome and I'm thinking like this is uh, wild yeah, dude thing I discovered <laughs> that's how like everybody eats veggies um, but anyway all right, so you guys are in the same boat. The, 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 no, the same. Uh, uh, give, Adam, give your honest opinion. If you had your life on the line, someone had a gun to your head and they said, we are literally going to shoot you right through this giant skull. <laughs> they would need two shots. Yeah, they need a fucking <laughs> shotgun. But if they said that, if they said you got to pick who's going to last longer in war, who would you pick? Fuck. Who's going to last longer out of you guys? Ty's got the, the physicals. I've got the mentals. That's how no, I feel bullshit. about it. Bullshit. Yeah, dude, I am way bullshit. more resilient. I am way better under pressure. I would kill it in, in war. In what sense? I would kill it. I, I, I think you're probably you ever smarter seen... than I am, but we're both. The, how no, are you better I, be under I, pressure? Book smarts, I think, is irrelevant. I don't get. I, I'm unflappable. Have you ever seen me? Jared, 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 Jared. Hold on. Now, I, I will bring this up because you're, you're saying that, you know, mentally is irrelevant. So physical, obviously, would be. Would be I said physical is irrelevant. I think mental is more and important. And mental is irrelevant. 
Oh, I think oh, it's so all say, about mental say, when you're, you're in war. You just said you're it saying, doesn't matter how smart you are and how intelligent, how you think. No, I think book smart. I think book smarts is not important. So by that logic, you can put a bunch of nerds on Omaha Beach and they would make it further than like some like. No, but I said I said book smarts are not important. So then what's important, Jared? Give me an example of how you would fare better under pressure than me. I I just feel like I may, I'm very good at decision making and like <laughs> give me one fucking example please. We, we I don't know if we've ever been in a situation where like one of us where, has had to make a critical decision under pressure. <laughs> uh, okay, have bullets you, are flying have, have by you. Have you had to make one? In terms of like bullets fly, of course not. <laughs> in terms of like work stuff, yeah, but so have you. So I don't think that that's that fair to say it's that much different. Okay, so how do you fare better under pressure than I do? I feel like I'm much better out of my comfort zone where you like your creature comforts. No, no question. No question. I think that's but, a very big part of... I, I agree with you, but I think... And, and I would... I would I don't so, know. yeah, so I mean, what would, would be your response you, to that, Ty? What would be your response I, I, I would, to that? I would say if you... You know, obviously, unfortunately, most of them are, are passed on now. I think if you talk to a lot of people back then that were involved in getting deployed for World War II, they'd say, like, yeah, like war was the last thing I wanted to do. I, I was, you know, if, if they talked like we did now, they'd say, yeah, I'm a creature of comfort or I'm a creature of routine, which Jared fucking is, too. By the way, that's a separate issue. But, I, I am ah, as well. Just let me finish. But. I would say they would probably all admit to being so far out of their comfort zone that comfort zones were irrelevant. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. So okay. I just, we, we I, both said we both becoming took the more PC of an way out and said none of us are wrong. So, <laughs> so by by that logic, I would trust both I'm of just, you. But I have, I have to I'm, I'm just one. very confident in myself to in my survival instincts. Yeah, I think it'd be a good bet. I mean, I don't think odds would be that far off. I mean, you could certainly last longer than I could, but I, 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 think I, I would. Just I would hate shitting in a fucking hole. That would. I was just suck. thinking of. See, that would be the last thing I would think about. <laughs> it's like whether my ass is like comfortable on a toilet seat or not. What do I do when I'm constipated and I'm pooping for twelve minutes and I'm hanging over a log? Morelli, let's go. <laughs> I'm just still wiping. There, there was an important line. There was an important line in the Pacific. Uh, with one of the guys that went overseas and his father was a doctor during World War One, and he made a line. It's like, it's not about the physical toll I'm worried about with you. It's the mental toll of going over there and being able to withstand. Like, and you, Ty, you brought up like shitting in a hole or, or Jared, whoever just said that. But like, imagine like getting shot at every single day and then not being able to wipe your own fucking ass like, I, I, I would imagine that that has to wear on you at some point. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, but what I was going to say, and I, I don't know if Jared can still hear me, but the first thing I thought of, because I thought of, I, I think, Ty, you brought up combat. Remember when we went camping like years yes. ago and you and Mo were about to like throw it, not like actually throw it <laughs> down, but like you were wrestling. You're wrestling. <laughs> I, think the, I think the wrestling match lasted maybe two seconds who tapped and, out at him and Tyler pin Jared like like if as if as if Tyler was like fighting like a, an envelope 
like 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 a fucking like mailing envelope and it literally did not last long at all and that's the jared i have to say that was the first thing i thought of when you guys were talking about like combat because like obviously like we'd be going into like situations together and if like two well, hey, you can say this at least. He's brave. He'll just charge somebody, but he'll just, <laughs> he'll just get himself into trouble immediately. Yeah. I have no doubt I'm, that Jared is a I'm brave. He's a fucking bulldog. You guys. I'm, no, 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 Jared, I'm, I'm saying you are brave. You guys. I'm physically gifted. But I'm you're not brave. physically gifted. I know that. I am. I am. Hold on. You're, I'm talking through the wrong thing right now. Can you hear me? Right. Yes, we can hear you. All right, we missed anything? Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. There, now we can hear you. <laughs> Perfect timing. Now, it, yeah. Now we're good. Yeah. Did we did we miss anything today? We covered a lot. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of topics. We already we been definitely, we two, definitely two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, we definitely weren't going to get through all of them, but I think we covered some. some well, at least for we made up for you know the delay in casting. Agreed. I get I get a lot of shit for it, so just so you guys know. Wow. Yeah. From the listeners? The delay yeah. wasn't our fault. You told us an hour before we were going to record. My you weren't fault. available. My fault. Did yeah. plan ahead. Work-life balance, man. Priorities. It's tough. It's all it's about tough. Making, tough, making tough decisions in, heat, in the heat of the moment, you know? Tough is life, brother. Don't, soon enough, prioritize that side hustle over the main hustle. Follow the money. You know what I'm saying? All right. Sign us off. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>